0: Albuquerque's Macro Aggression Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk
1: 405
2: Friday afternoon I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk On AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM RockofTalk.com 550-5500 here on this Beautiful Friday afternoon, right before the balloon fiesta. Don't forget, you can check us out on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Add us on podcasting for SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, rockoftalk.tv, and rockoftalk.com apps as well. And uh, you know what? We're just going to turn this into just a free-for-all Friday. You can call in about anything that you want. I am pointing for the 505. I'm running for mayor. What do we have? 32 days, first day of October here, launching. Breaking into October, and uh, glad to be here with you. We've got my good uh, Irish friend D. Uh, Dad <laughs> here uh, joining me from just across the street, live on a remote, uh, across the street from uh, Balloon Fiesta Park. What, what do the Irish say when it rains, uh, when it's sunny? What is that?
3: Uh, yeah, when, if you can see the sun uh, and uh, it is raining, the Irish expression is the devil's beating his wife.
2: The devil is beating his wife. Well, I Can't say that will. anymore.
3: That's, that's been canceled, oh, no? I suppose. <laughs> really? I, you
2: know, why would the devil want to get married? Uh, you know, I know he went down to Georgia. He's already in hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good doubt. I can see you're on top of things. But, uh, you know, why would the devil want to get married? Well, anyway, there you go. Okay, so got a lot to get to. Uh, I had a good opportunity just to just tell you a little bit about today. Thanks to all the people who volunteered, showed up at the RPNM. We'll be out there tomorrow. Breakfast. Breakfast burritos. Hey, are you want a breakfast burrito? We're going to have a breakfast burrito over there watching the balloons. No, it's going to be fun. So if you want to show up, go to RPM 5150 San Francisco Street. That's uh, going to be tomorrow at 7 a.m. Looking forward to that. So, you know, don't tie one on tonight, uh, although you might be tempted to feeling as good as you're feeling and as good as we got you feeling uh, out there. Do you have family in town? I got to say there's something down about having family in town and hanging out with my sister for the first time in five and a half years. Wow. My God, that energy, you know, just that energy. <laughs> and you just realize like how much you, I don't know something's something magical is going on. Uh, and I just feel it. And uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I want to share it with the world. So um, my family's in town and um, you know, the balloon fiestas here, It just, it, it feels like Christmas. It feels that good. I got to say, so I'm very excited about uh, everything that's, uh, that's happening with our mayor. Race, so uh, we've got uh, our billboards, so that's pretty cool. We're going to be all out right. on the freeway, so you guys are know that uh, Eddie. Who's Eddie Urig on? Who's that guy? Who's, why is he on? No name recognition. Who's he trying to split the boat? I've never heard of him before.
0: Oh,
4: he's only on
2: AM. I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I don't care. You can negotiate at me all you want. We're going to sneak. We're going to sneak attack you. That's what's going to end up happening. We're going to stop you. All right, so here on this free-for-all Friday afternoon, uh, we have a little fun, uh, too, at that. And I just want to make sure that uh, all of our friends are out there and doing what they can. I noticed that, you know, I, I made a new friend this week, Bob Clark over at Cumulus okay. Media. Yeah, we, yep. we, we hit it off, you know, and shook his hand. I told you about all that kind of stuff. It's nice to have friends in the biz, so to speak, you know, instead of just enemies all the time. I got to tell you, you know, what, what do you say? Uh, Lord. Pray for my friends. It's my enemies I can handle, right? Uh, Voltaire, I believe. Uh,
5: indeed, indeed, that. yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is that is politics. That is it. But I did meet with Doug Fernandez this afternoon and I uh, got to learn a little bit about him. I'm sure he probably had some uh, preconceived notions about me based upon whatever he's heard from other people. And, you know, a lot of people hear a lot of secondhand things about me. And inevitably what they will understand and learn is that I'm actually uh, not trying to, uh, I'm actually not a bad person. I'm a a pretty likable person uh, once you get to know me. And I'm really, you know, asking a lot of questions of you. So uh, I just asked as many questions as I could because I was more interested in him, I think, than he was in me. You know, <laughs> you to, interviewed like, him. <laughs> I did, I did. Like right before we had the interview doubt it was kind of yeah. cool because we were just sitting there talking and I was like, oh, you're from San Francisco. Oh, well, you've got three kids. And uh, he played he, he, in the 1984 Olympics. I don't know if you knew this or not, but he was like a stand-in. Uh, uh, he plays, he was a point guard in basketball. Oh, yeah, wow. He played JC ball, tried to play a little of, uh, D one ball over at the San Diego Torreros, uh, down in San Diego, but, uh, didn't end up doing that. Um, and you know, Doug, boy, fit, keeping his, uh, keeping his age. He looks good for his age.
6: Mm-hmm. I
2: gotta say, man, it was like, guys, uh, guys. Guy's a debonair dude. Does anybody use that word anymore, debonair? Debonair. I mean, suave. Suave. Rico. <laughs> suave. Yes, so Doug Fernandez. I, and then he also stated that uh, Shelly, who I love. You know how much I love Shelly. You, right? you do. You I, do. You've I, made I, that quite clear.
3: You've never I, tried I, to cover I that. Know,
2: know, <laughs> I want to let everybody know when I did meet her, I was quite excited about it. I, I, I definitely like Shelley. Is it rabando, Robando, rabando? I mean, it's all, we're just, you know, blowing the art. But, Calling. People calling here on this front. After I feel like I'm just hanging out with uh D, you know D. Doubt and I, but I love Shelley Ravando, and she's been there 14 years. Oh wow, 14 years. And and Doug's like, yeah, I'm plan on staying here pretty much the rest of my life, and uh, I love New Mexico. I said, why do you live here? Why do you want? it's like, what makes Eddie Aragon a good candidate for mayor at this time? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I didn't. I, I never prep for any of these things, and you know. Somehow I always uh, have a knack for finding the right answer. And then, you know, I'm like, well, why are you here, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it about why are you here? Like, I'll turn it. it around on you. <laughs> I love it here. I love it here. I'm like, that is awesome. You know, can you imagine if we had a place where more people stated that they love it here? They want to be here. You know, I, I'd like to know, actually, just for starters, since we're in October and we're staring down the barrel of 32 days until <laughs> we hit it out of the park for the election. Uh, I want to know why you're here. Why you continue to stay here. What's going to keep you here. Why this mayor's race is important to you. I want to hear from you today. I want you to call in. I'm going to forward the phones and uh, let me do that uh, right now. And I want you to express to me in a very serious manner. Okay. No knocking uh, New Mexico for the next. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and do what we can No, uh, for the next 32 days. I want you to come up with as much passion, inspiration, you know, my my, my sister's not particularly happy about being here right now, but uh, you know, she did make it out to El Modelo, so I was like okay, and she said man, the process they have here is like a different country and this is a woman who spends an inordinate amount of time in Puerto Rico and Texas, two territories in the United States that couldn't be more you know, spread apart, disparate uh, from each other, right, you know, so I thought that was kind of uh, interesting, so I want to hear from you here this afternoon call in as much as you like Love me, hate me. My, uh, by the way, competitors are welcome to the uh, equal airtime here on our radio station. (coughs) Excuse me. So whatever it is that you like. and Let's just start first very quickly with Dowd. Dowd, why are you here? Why did you pick New Mexico? Why'd you pick Albuquerque? What do you love about it and why will you stay here?
3: You know, it's funny. You, you could you could get into specifics, but you can also get into intangibles. I, I turned 40, uh, let's say, uh, a, a few years back. Uh, my I was in the Northeast with the family and the orchard and helping raise the nephew who needed a lot of uh, special attention with his unique characteristics, and he's doing spectacularly well now and he's 17 he's going off looking at colleges i'm hoping to get him out here somewhere in the west his mother is taking him around boston so we'll see who wins that battle but i i just was done i couldn't shovel snow anymore yeah. my last grandparent died my dog died and it all happened within about one three-week period and i said i'm done i'm moving back to the west because i'd lived in new mexico and i'd lived in nevada when i was a very young man and you know, and I traveled in other parts of the country. I'd been to Utah and Arizona and the uh, Oregon, and and through the Midwest and in Virginia and D.C. And so I really could have gone anywhere. I probably could have gone to somewhere I'd never even been before. But I looked back mm-hmm. at my life and I thought, where was where was I happiest? Where was uh, where was the uh-huh. vibe? the most exactly. you even
2: talking about happiness doubt, is kind of amazing. Right?
3: <laughs> well, let's say contented. Where was I most where was I least miserable in my life? Being <laughs> well, being, yeah, yeah. being of Irish stock. Um, and I thought back to this year I spent in New Mexico and the people I encountered and the weather and the mountains and and so Bravo. much of that resonated Bravo. with me and I could Bravo. have moved somewhere else. I I could have gone to Idaho, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I, mean, yeah. I could have gone to Texas. Um and I, it, 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 I decided to come back to, come back to New Mexico, and it was sort of a lark that I had been here just for a year after college. I was, you know, uh, exploring, I uh, was trying to find myself, you know, a lot of stupid young children do that when they should just be going to work somewhere. Um, just, get out,
2: go, go and uh, make as much money as you can. Go,
3: go do something <laughs> useful. Don't try to find yourself. You'll be disappointed in what you find. Right. Um, but, 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 you know, it was kind of a no-brainer, and, I do struggle with Albuquerque because I think Albuquerque – and I, I, it pains me to hear Eddie Aragon talk about the 70s and 80s, and I even put it in the show notes the other night, an exact quote from Eddie saying, you know, it was different here in the 70s and 80s. Um, I like I like all of New Mexico, pretty much all of New Mexico, maybe not Santa Fe and Taos. Um, and I do
2: – Yeah, it's coming back. Don't worry. you just a little bit of a hiccup there. Uh, let's see where it becomes. Nope, you split off. We'll see if he comes back in. Call you are in the uh, Kiva. Go ahead. One of the local media outlets here. Um, hey, hold on, Dad. You stalled out for a second. We we picked up a phone call here. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. All right. Can you hear me?
6: <clears throat>
2: yes. <clears throat> All right. Cool. So um,
5: I I just wanted to ask, um, I've had a chance to to watch the debates and, and oh, you've yeah. A really Yeah, what's your name? Really nice job. Uh, my name's Nate.
2: Uh, um, you said Nate?
5: Yeah. All right,
2: Nate. Nate the Great, go ahead. Nate, you got the
5: So uh, w- w- with your uh, meeting at the caucus, the, the debate or the forum, whatever they want to call it.
2: It was the black. Um, uh, it was the New Mexico Black Voters uh, Collaborative. Yeah, that that one.
5: I I agree that you were, uh, you kind of walked into the Wolfson, and yeah, I thought that you uh, you you did well. I I would you know encourage you to try to, I don't know, I, I think that a lot of times your your personality is very unique and it's very appealing to a lot of people, but for a lot of people it's a big, big turn off. Okay. And uh, so I, I would just, you know, in future debates, just because I agree that you have a good, a good, you know, vision for the city and, and I, I think that you're heading on the right track definitely a Go lot on. better than the other two candidates.
2: Thank you. Just
5: trying to, you know, taper not taper the language or or acquiesce to anybody, but just, you know, try not to be too too, you know, cutting with you know, because I don't want that to to stop people from taking the plunge that they think that they might have to take when they both.
2: That is really, really good, Nate. I I really appreciate that. I think that is a point well taken and something sorely needed uh, when it comes to my campaign. Yeah. Uh, Nate is suggesting also, I think doubt here that I need to, you know, uh, be a little bit more tactful. Uh, would that be a, a way to phrase that doubt? Uh, what Nate yeah, is suggesting exactly. more tactful, is that, uh, is that?
3: Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I, I think he's, uh, he, he might be onto something, Eddie. And I, the the, the, the problem is I'm actually reading a book about Jimmy Carter right now, about okay. uh, the 1976 election. And, and mm-hmm. at what point do, do the concessions to, to, Sending a message that is maybe not as uh, uh, that maybe is more pleasing to a broad, the broadest pod, pod, yeah. possible audience. Do you lose who you are? And I think every I, politician, fa- you know, or budding politician, faces that yeah. challenge, which is how much of media want and how much do I need to kind of curb things and structure Ooh, things. And that's a fine line to walk. But um, well, I don't, I don't think it's Eddie funny. Aragon's ever going to be anybody but Eddie Aragon. But I do think the caller's point is well taken, and he means it honor. honestly. Yeah, I yeah. think
2: Nate Nate you make up a a great point. Uh, I appreciate the uh, campaign consulting and um the helping me try to be a better person. That's really awesome. What else you got, Nate? Uh fire away on anything you like. Uh, even if you want to talk about why you you are here and why you love Albuquerque. Well, I
5: love Albuquerque like you said, uh the fall season, you know, also awesome. boom to waking up to the the balloons every morning uh, for the next uh, week or so would be awesome, and okay. and I mean I love that you get all the seasons. I don't know why people bitch and moan about sorry about uh, the uh, you know the weather and how it gets too hot and too cold. It's like we get everything. So I think that's awesome. I think you know I've got family here and I grew up here. This is all I know, but this is all I kind of want to know. So yeah. Yeah. I I I'm really stoked that you're trying to make it a better place and. One question I did have, yes, sir, um, about uh, your, your stance on, you know, arresting all um, all crime, not just violent crime, but all crime. Um, I, I know that a lot of times, what what can happen is a lot of the crime is perpetuated by, you know, the homeless population and right. and, and all that. And right. so, if you end up bringing them into jail. Basically, they get a few nights, nice, uh, you know, two hops and a cot, and then they're released a little bit later. How do you stop that revolving door without really investing in the in the mental health of those people? Because I know that you've also kind of been like, we don't need to necessarily. Um, I don't know. It found, it seems I think, you, so, like I think the
2: word you were looking for is rehabilitation. Is that what you were looking for? You yeah. Know, okay. Yeah, so I think when it comes to just spending time on that, people who want to do better will inevitably do better. People who are mentally challenged, uh, schizophrenia and various other, um, you know, psychoses that they might have, uh, those are things that uh, people need professional help, and we need to expand our services uh, uh, in that realm uh, where we can. I don't know. I haven't analyzed the capacity, uh, so there's no way for me to understand. I would uh, – uh, Basically, uh, do a forensic analysis of the uh, homeless population as well, and the only way that you're going to be able to do that, uh, Nate, is to bring them in and know who they are. Uh, I'm not saying that we're tagging them and any of that kind of stuff, but I think we need better assessments so we understand the the population and we understand the flow, whether it's growing or not growing, and what's inducing them to come here and how we can I, better help them be uh, to get that. Let me let me wrap the the answer by by saying to you that. We have to understand what the problem is now the rehabilitation i don't believe in rehabilitation of criminals um i don't believe that those are state source stuff, uh, funded uh, people need to find god find purpose find passion uh, uh find a reason to do good in this world and i don't think it's the government's role to go ahead and establish some level of good uh, one way or another for them so those are resources that oftentimes get capped out and i'd rather spend them on economic insufficiency I'd rather stand them on uh, rehabilitation of, of people who are drug addicted uh, and sometimes those are uh, one and the same uh, uh, or I'd rather spend it on uh, mental health resources uh, for the existing population that's here but you know we're trying to reduce it oh, we're, we're losing him a little bit we're trying to reduce the amount see, hear the sirens doubt. we're really trying to reduce the population of this and so that's my goal overall so that consumes less resources uh, uh per person because more people we have and if we fund it at a certain rate, uh, they're going to consume those resources to a not adequate uh, amount for each one of those persons who's receiving that. So, you know, it is under the purview of the uh, city of Albuquerque uh, to make sure that those people are transported to the right place to get the help, you know, if mental. You know, you transport them to the to, to the right facility. If uh, if drug, you transport them to jail. Uh, if you are talking about someone who has economic insufficiency, uh, you talk him, you you take them to the shelter.
6: And in the case
2: of wow, he's really loud. Uh, or in the case of uh, people who don't want to be transported everywhere, you transport them forcibly uh, outside the market. And I think that that's the way to to look at that. Nate, uh, your response to my response to you. Go ahead.
5: Okay. No. Yeah, I I totally agree um, with you know basically everything you said. So one idea that I I kind of was mulling over, and I I mean I don't know how how able you're able to, to 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 make this happen, but really having like a screening protocol when they do get into prison, not into prison but into jail, yeah. to see if they are one of those uh, and. Like you said, maybe not like tagging them necessarily, but at least screening them so that they can get funneled right then and there exactly. to the uh, the services that they need. So I don't know what that looks like, honestly. Uh, yeah, it, look, it looks you're just. It it, off Nate, and you're bitching about it. No, 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 Nate, yeah. you're not.
2: You're not bitching, uh, Nate. It looks exactly like you just stated. It looks like that's what it looks like. It looks just like the words that came out of your mouth. And it's time for politicians to make that happen. It's time for me to make that happen for the city of Albuquerque. And I'm I'm happy to make that a reality. I'm going to have to drop you, unfortunately. All right.
5: That's good. So I appreciate it and uh, good luck.
2: All right. Thanks so much. Uh, Love the the, uh, criticism there, Dowd. I think that that's just so important, you know. Um, And I think the other thing, too, you know, as your candidate, as a guy who's running for mayor, I am not perfect. Lord knows that uh, this guy is not perfect. I don't even pretend to be. In fact, um, you know, I mean, if you look at my personal life and a number of uh, variants, uh, I'm never claiming to be perfect in any way. I'm not trying to, you know, show off this or that or where I live or what I do or, you know, hey, you try to do it. I, you don't need that in order to go ahead and run a city. You just have to somebody, I have to have somebody who wants to do better, has the will to do better. I don't know that anybody has the will that I do, Dowd when it comes to that if you want to compare me to both Tim Keller and Manny Gonzalez in terms of the will and this this sincere desire like I just want good things I really I, I, just want good things and doubt is doubt uh, I think was really and you're welcome to call in we are taking phone calls 550 50, 500, wide open here and uh for this afternoon but doubt I know that you know me and you heard every bad thing about me before you even met me <laughs> and, uh, right? Is that not Yes,
3: indeed. I, I, I did. I, well, I mean, I think energy and passion count for a lot, Eddie. And you, yeah. I, I, I have met very few people in my life who have more energy and passion than Eddie Aragon. And uh, he's certainly going to put the the hours in in a way I think that let's say other oh, yeah. candidates might not. But you know, I, I think what the caller was raised an interesting point about uh, prosecuting all crime. And I, what we're basically getting back to is this broken window theory of crime that was implemented. Yep in new york that really helped clean up new york a lot and of course yes, the broken window theory is very controversial and all the academics are still fighting about it but the core concept is once you start to just let all the little stuff slide yeah. uh, as, as daniel patrick Moynihan said you're defining deviancy down you don't care about the broken windows anymore. You don't care about jaywalking. Uh, You don't care. In New York, the big thing was jumping the turnstiles uh, in in the subway system and people not, I mean, these little things and it's, it's the way a a culture just sort of breaks down and you, you start to define uh, your health and safety as just, Oh, nobody mugged me today or nobody shot me today. We'll let, we'll let people do whatever they else, whatever they want to do up to that. Um, You start cracking down on that. The Giuliani administration, I'm no fan of Rudy Giuliani as a libertarian, but by, uh, sort of returning to the traditional order uh, of, of really enforcing basic human decency on the streets, boy, things really turned around in that city. So um, I think the caller made a, 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 had a good question, and I hope maybe I'll, I'll, have, a, I'll have a link in the notes to the okay. Broken Window Crime Theory. He can read it himself. <laughs> yeah, and
2: I think it's important uh, to, to, to realize that we better understand our laws when people are punished against those laws. Um, a lot of people don't know what the law is. So when you break it, it's important for us to reinforce what those laws are so that people have a better understanding what the boundaries. I love boundaries. You know, why I love boundaries because, right, great fences make great neighbors, you know, where the property begins and ends. Oh, you are in the Kiva. Go ahead.
7: Hi, yes. I just wanted to uh, talk about a local community college, uh, which is my workplace. Uh, As of October 1st, they're mandating uh, vaccination for employees and students. Is that CNM sir? Um,
2: Is that CNM?
7: Yes. Yes okay. sir.
2: Okay go ahead. And, and so the
7: president of the college just sent out an email today and she made a statement that 93% of deaths within the last I believe month or so are from the unvaccinated. So I thought that that doesn't sound right and I went on to the New Mexico Department of Health website which uh, I didn't see anything that specifically states that. However, it does say unvaccinated uh, also means that you could not have gone the shot or you have gone one shot or you have gone two shots of which is the full vaccination, but have gone a positive COVID case within the first 14 days. So, it, you know, that statement that she made is completely misleading and I wanted to reply or respond to her, but <laughs> just wanted to know your thoughts.
2: Well, I think you should respond to it uh by saying more than it's misleading. What else did you find? Did you go do some research? Dow's already on it, so uh what what, what did you find, sir? Did you go and look it up?
7: Yeah, it's right on the, the site. They have the table and the charts okay. and uh on the above chart, the first chart on there, uh under for the desk it says uh ninety three percent is uh from unvaccinated but if you look at the footnotes it explains what unvaccinated it is as far as their definition and it could be someone that has been fully vaccinated just has a positive case within the first 14 days they still consider that unvaccinated got
2: it okay dad what'd you find
3: well i mean the the big issue
2: i mean eddie we could
3: we could go down a million directions with this i
2: mean i um, uh, keep it on exactly what he's talking about which is the forced compliance and leveraging it with a misleading fact
3: fact. right i mean we we're still in a they're not first of all we're not getting a lot of good data on this the state level data the national data on 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 vaccinated versus unvaccinated versus partially vaccinated and of course we're about to change the definition of fully vaccinated now you're going to have to be fully vaccinated if you've got your booster shot so that's a that's a very very interesting point so we're still kind of Uh, 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 we're still lacking a lot of information in the UK and in Israel. And as our friend Alex Berenson says that because they rolled out the vaccination quicker, quicker and more comprehensively than we did in America, they're looking at what a majority hospitalizations a more majority cases. I believe in at least one of those countries, a majority of deaths are in the people who are, quote, unquote, fully vaccinated. So we're just a few months behind these other countries, and we may be getting to their level of that, too. So, uh, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll try out their statistics, but uh, the long-term trend looks very, very bad for this. And uh, I, I just – I feel for the I feel for the call already. You know, there's so yeah, many people so let me, trapped in that position.
2: Let me respond to you directly. And what was your name, sir? You don't have to share it if you don't want, given what mm-hmm. you're – My name is Joey. Okay, Joey, so very quickly, let's just uh, analyze – What goes into your body, you still have a choice with. When they're forcing you to comply with something, you have two choices. Don't no longer be a part of that institution, right? Or choose to go ahead and agree to the uh, bylaws of that institution, uh, whatever it happens to be. That could be a business. That could be a school. They are within their rights uh, to go ahead and ask for you to become vaccinated. Uh, You are fully within your rights not to comply with that vaccination. And then it's up to you to prove what, wait, hold on. Uh, And it's up to you to prove whether or not it's, it's, uh, uh, not actionable, uh, meaning unconstitutional. What I, would, what I would suggest to you is in replying to them and given that you've already given them their mo- your money, as many people have for both UNM, CNM, and other institutions, to go and show them a negative COVID test and let them know that you're responsible. And if they don't take that and you give them, whether it's a religious exemption, a personal choice, or maybe you just say, I'm not going to take it, you have proof that you are not, not COVID-infected. And that should be enough because if we weren't under the emergency uh, situation, which we've been in since March the 13th, they would not be able to force you to comply to anything. What they are asking you to do um, under the emergency is actually okay. But if it wasn't under the emergency, they would not be allowed uh, to do that. And that has uh, actually been proven to be unconstitutional under the New Mexico constitution, but not by the Supreme court. And the reason why the Supreme court continues to support and really, um, embolden these policies that come from uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham is because every Supreme Court justice is a Democrat. And if you don't think that the politics plays into it, uh, that there it is right there. So my response to you would be to tell them that uh, go fly a kite. Here's my negative COVID vaccination and or my negative COVID test. And you can get those tests. We're giving them out for free. You don't have to spend not one dollar, sir, not one dollar. And we'll go ahead and, uh, and give you that negative one. Well, and if that's not good enough for them, then that's not a good enough college for you.
7: Well, that wasn't my concern because I I have already received a religious exemption through them. So they do require us to get tested. I was just tested a few days ago. Negative. I did upload that to the system per their request. I'm just stating that the fact that as president of this college, you're sending out this data or this information that is completely misleading. And, uh, you know, according to the NMOB08 site, You know, so she's going to, you know, she needs to state the fine print on there or at least cite the reference, right? I mean, at the college, you're usually asked to cite your references, and that's what I'm asking. Cite your reference so that everyone can see and make an educated decision. You know, I already made my decision. I'm not getting it. Um, (laughs) I can go work somewhere else or, you know, do do other means. But for her to send a misleading email to out throughout the college, Mm -hmm. you know, I think she just needs to state
2: the facts. Wonderful call, man. You're on top of it. You handled it even better than I think either dad or I would have. Uh, what's your name again? Uh, Joey? Joey, yeah. Joey, great call. I follow you on Telegram. Yes,
7: yeah. yeah, support you, thank you I have your sign in my front yard, so I'm, I'm oh, definitely doing what Joey. I can for you. <laughs> oh, and
2: a lot of good songs called Joey as well. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Good stuff, and thanks for fighting back against your school, too absolutely thank you for all you guys do. yeah good so you were teaching people to fight
7: and Joey, if you could
3: forward that email to me i would love to read the text of that thing or you can just send it to dowd dowd at dot com. i look forward to getting that <laughs>
2: yeah he loves that stuff all right caller you are in the kiva go ahead
3: uh, what a great opportunity to speak with
8: you mr aragon uh, i have admired you for quite some time in the early times since your radio station you got on board i think uh Quite frankly, I don't know if you can win this mayoral race, but you are a breath of fresh air and a huge new beginning for a new Republican Party in, in New wow. Mexico. Arizona that is really nice. Governor. Wow. No, I, I, I mean it sincerely. I see. I, mean, I hear I, it I, sincerely. I, I, yeah. No, I, I, love, I, I love it. I, I, seen I don't know if you were listening to Bob Clark uh, um, on no. yeah, with
6: uh-huh.
8: Durgis, whatever he was the other day um, uh-huh. after the debate you guys had. Uh And they both said that, wow, Bob Clark said, oh, no, Eddie did very well. And Drew and Derger said, well, uh, he understands the power of radio and the way that you speak. And they both Bob Clark said, wow, he he cleaned it up. And Derger said, yeah, he's great. He understands how to speak. Um, Keller is a very polished politician and he responds. He counter punches very well, especially in the the uh, debate for him, you know, if you got a minute to speak and then 30 minutes, he just pounced on Aragon. And because you mean he Gonzalez. Seem
2: to think- you mean Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah,
8: I'm yeah. sorry, Gonzalez. Yeah. He didn't seem to think that you were a threat. but I don't, know, I don't okay, think and- that's
2: the case. I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. It's not that I'm not a threat. I think he understands that. He's afraid of counterpunching. So Tim Keller doesn't start fights with uh, people that he can't finish the fights with, and he can't. So you have to also understand something about his disposition. He's very, he's quite smarmy. It's, it's very unappealing uh, to people and he has yet to realize that. So the more disingenuous and smarmy uh, he uh, continues to be in each of these debates, the more people will end up voting for us because they won't, those are that not the types of people that are going to move over to Gonzales. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead.
8: That, that, that will work to your advantage, sir, because, you know, he has the 600,000 uh, money on his side so he can do it all. You don't. And let me tell you, um, I, I, I'm really rooting for you. Thank you. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, go get them, man. We I will. Mean, go get them. I, you're l- I love great. this, man. So you're, you're, the, it,
2: the calls this afternoon are absolutely amazing. To- I'd like uh, some criticism. Well, how can I do better? <laughs> how about <let's-> I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> I us have the
8: call in. May I make one thing how you can do better?
2: You absolutely can. Take all the time you want.
8: Um, I love the arrogant, Aragon thing. And a caller before <laughs> me had said, yeah, you're a little edgy and you're a little this, that, and the other, and I like yeah, it.
2: I got to calm it down.
8: Point. Yeah, But but some people <clears throat> that don't understand uh, 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 how intelligent you are and, and mm. how you could transform this city right. and what he would be the perfect point for this, uh, yeah. yeah, just don't hit them so hard with the jab. But I, when, I agree. When I stick, think
2: you're 100% when correct. They,
8: when they stick their nose out, you hit them real hard with the right hand.
2: I think you uh are are um you know hitting on the head since we're hitting everything here. I think uh yeah, you hit
8: them on the head,
2: buddy. Go get them. 'em. I'm right. on your side. All right. That's a great all right. call. I'll do better. I'll do better. This is good. Uh so we've got so take a little bit of that edge off, right Dowd, is that what we're looking at? We want to kind of you know, kinda of be a little bit softer around the edges. You're welcome. What did I tell you
3: earlier this week, Eddie? I said, uh more smiling and more personal stories.
2: I don't know. I always have like this because I'm, you know, should I grow out my hair again? I'm not <laughs> growing out my hair. Is there enough time <laughs> no, left?
6: <laughs> no, there's not enough
2: time left. Uh, yeah, but it it'll look pretty really bad if I, you know, had my hair out like that. Okay, you were, uh, rudely interrupted by the buffering coming in from Comcast, uh, mm-hmm. busca So, surprised. uh, wrap up your thoughts on that or restart, whatever you choose.
3: Oh, well no you you were asking me to, about why i why i chose here and, and uh, I did have this uh you know I, I, people do call me the Dow three thousand I don't know who gave me that name but there there were non um uh-huh. uh non specific reasons uh why I just had such a good vibe when the, when I lived here for a year Uh, and it wasn't even that great a time in my life, frankly, but, um, I, I, uh, the people I met, the weather, the culture, it just felt like there was, uh, something special out here and, and it it just, it really wasn't close, Eddie. I looked at some other places. I looked at going back to our, our beloved Nevada and I, I really didn't want to go back to live in Vegas and the snow up in Reno was not much better than the snow in Connecticut and it really wasn't close. I mean, New Mexico was, was my pick and, uh, Corrales, of course, is where I spend most of my time, even though I live technically in Albuquerque. And I, I yeah. think I, I all the blather that we hear from the Tim Kellers of the world. Yeah. when They describe about, you know, the wonderful dynamic economy here. I think it's all possible. It's not happening now, even though they're saying it's happening now. Mm-hmm. I think it's all entirely possible with a big change in policy and a, and a cultural shift. Um, and I think Albuquerque could be just as dynamic as a lot of these other southwestern metros that are that are really booming. So uh, I'm glad to be here. I don't have any plans to move.
2: And uh, good. Oh, I, I like love that. a lot oh, about New Mexico. Oh, wow. I love hearing <laughs> that. Okay, so one of the things about uh, one of the reasons I wanted to keep Dad because Dad was on his way out. I said, "Well, I don't know what I can do. We we're in the middle of COVID." And I said, "Dad, we need you here, and I don't want to see you know." There's rare occurrences. There's there's a, a handful of people here in the city that, because I know that they're here in the city, I know the city is a better place because of it. And Dad is not exactly the, the most congenial, most likable person, but what he does is he has a commitment to being honest. He's very principled, and he you get very disciplined in terms of. Time, punctuality, you know, getting things out like you could sit your watch. This guy, he does what he does on his own by himself without you even trying to interfere with that. And that's not something that is a quality, a qualitative thing that we uh, get here in New Mexico. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not insulting the people of New Mexico. I'm just simply saying that that's a rare thing. So I kept him here and there's a few other people here in the city and they certainly know. Uh, who they are. So when Dowd, you were pick, thinking of picking up and leaving, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to let this guy go and, uh, and go and do something else because he can improve our city. And that's what it takes. So being an ambassador, I use that word today um, for the city of Albuquerque is something I'm happy to do. And uh, that is uh, being able to pitch and sell and tell other uh, states and, and cities what we're all about. I think when I'm mayor, I will be an instantly recognizable mayor uh, across the country. I met and sat down with Mayor Oscar Goodman of Las Vegas. He was the uh, second most recognizable, uh, second to Rudy Giuliani mayor in the entire country. And, you know, I hope to kind of bring that a level of profile um, and acknowledgement uh, here to the city of Albuquerque as well. So uh, when we have the International Balloon Fiesta, I wish I was on TV this week. I wish I was being involved in some way, but I'm going to be out at the Balloon Fiesta nonetheless. But I got to tell you, I uh, would be terribly uh, excited about promoting things like that, or, you know, I could show you the entire city like nobody else. If you took a tour of the city, the one person that you'd want to take the tour with is actually me on a bus. To me, tell you stories <laughs> and backgrounds and information, because nobody could tell you more about the city of Albuquerque. It's really amongst, uh, you know, regardless of how much, uh, Tim and, and Manny think they know the city. Nobody knows the city quite like I do. So. Um, <laughs> and,
3: and when Eddie's done giving you a tour of Albuquerque, he'll do for you what he did for me, <laughs> which is give me a tour of Taos, in which he uh, pointed out every abandoned hippie bus in, the, in that town. It's very amusing.
2: <laughs> you know, I love Taos. I do really, really. So something about me is uh, I'm more comfortable in sort of liberal areas than I am in, in that. I think that's a kind of a rare thing. Uh, I know all the little... Uh, Creeks and crevices and all the things that make it uh, sort of endearing to people. But I am, you know, bona fide uh, conservative, period, you know, Republican. Uh, I just I just think that Democrat politics in the state of New Mexico have ruined, have destroyed, have absolutely, you know, decimated this state. So uh, I am dead set against it. And remember, when we talk about culture, 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 when I say culture's up here and politics is down here, when I'm describing that, that's the right, right dichotomy. The, what's happening right now is you have politics way up here, driving the agenda and culture down here, and we're surrendering all, our culture, um, our statues, everything else uh, that's out there, and uh, that's backwards. Remember, we are built as a state on the love of Jesus Christ. We are built on a state that uh, brought Catholicism, here to the state of New Mexico. Um, This is why we can trace our history back. Uh, We have a rich Christian history. We need to acknowledge that. I don't know how somehow we became the abortion capital of the world. I don't know how we became all these, um, you know, uh, basically home to the devil as far as I'm concerned. I mean, some of the most evil crap in this country is uh, right here in Albuquerque. So I got to tell you, I will be the guy to clean it up and fight back. I've consistently said that corruption is the number one thing that we gotta battle back against. All right, so we got a lot of text. You're welcome to call in, Five fifty fifty five hundred. Uh Eddie take him on a bus. Avoid the fuss. <laughs> that's funny. Uh again, here we go. Uh this is Scott. Tie Keller to Biden's treasonous leg. Oh. Okay. Jab him between the eyes and kick him uh right in the you know what? <laughs> Hard. Don't hold back. People don't know Jack till you do. Oh, that's nice. Very nice. Uh, remind everyone to wear their Eddie hats and shirts to the Balloon Fiesta Park. So if you have uh, Aragon for Mayor shirts, uh, go pick them up at RP&M. They'll be there until 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, you can get red, white, and blue. Those are our colors. They're also the color of this wonderful country, red, white, and blue. So Yes, please wear those. I love that. Thank you. Uh, Eddie, no, don't grow your hair. It looks military and as if you're ready for battle. <laughs> don't take the edge off either. That's the real you, and in my opinion, not good. I don't want a wimpy mayor. Sick of wimpy carolly men. <laughs> Alpha male, right? <laughs> what if they, what if they're strong? Emily, Ed, Emily says, don't change. You're the Donald Trump of Albuquerque. We're sick of politicians. Okay. That's fine. But I will tell you, I will just, I, I won't go over that line because I, I do have a heightened level of sensibility. Uh, this is going to be, this is going to sound bad. I'm going to, I'm going to say it. Now, do you ever walk into a room and you're giving a speech and you feel like you can read people's thoughts or hear people speaking back to you as you're talking?
3: Mm. No, I, 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 you know, it's why I like broadcasting and why I like writing because you know I do speak from time to time, but I'm nowhere near as comfortable in front of a group the way you are. Nowhere. Yeah, near.
2: I'm more comfortable in front of a group than even I am okay. the you know microphone. I just yes. I see people and I'm like, oh my gosh, you, oh you're gonna pay attention to me. You know, I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, I think Donald Trump had that type of ability to have a conversation with a large group of people and ask questions uh, and not rhetorically, uh, but um, in a dialogue form so that they were answering back. They know what they wanted. And he was uh, the brilliance of Donald Trump is that he repeated himself and it was short declarative sentences and he gave examples and he was able to pull in the news at the very same time that he was able to extrapolate from what he had already developed as far as his policy. So you saw for him move very swiftly, very ably from uh, point to point, topic to topic, because I think he was able to uh, sort of digest, if you will, the thoughts of those people that were out in the crowd along with uh, where he was going in in the – in, in the conversation. Well, he would feed well, off the very, crowd. It, it made it very dynamic. Yeah. No. Oh, I
3: would I would watch on C span back when I before I cut the cord. Uh, I would watch the Trump rallies all the time, even though I didn't agree with everything that was being said. To watch him interact with the crowd. That I'll always go back to that woman in Alabama who screamed down from the front row, you're one of us. I mean, this woman in Alabama, I'm sure, had nothing in common with Donald Trump. She was from Alabama. She didn't have his money, Uh, but she had that, you know, so many Trump supporters had that connection with him. And what the true extrovert does, and I think that Trump was like this, you know, when I'm around people, I'm I'm a true introvert. They they drain my energy. When when the extrovert is around people, that it actually drains oh, yeah. their energy. No, that's and real, I, that, I've watched, watched it happen.
2: A fuel cell. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And the
3: thing about Trump with it was so fascinating is he was almost a throwback to the old pre-radio, pre-television political days where most of the politicians had to go out and talk to the public direct- directly all the time. They yeah, had to go out and right get thing. big groups because yeah. that's how you reach large numbers of people. And if the Doris Kearns, Goodwins, and Michael Bieschlosses of, of the world would, let, would leave Martha's Vineyard for once in a while, uh, they could have gone to Trump rallies and said, hey, we've written about these types of presidents 100 years ago. And this is, this is something that's actually – risen from the dead in these rallies whether or not you agree with what he's saying it was a real phenomenon in american history something that very few politicians could could pull off and i will always give trump credit for doing something that hadn't been done in in a hundred years in america it was a it was a pleasure just to watch that experience
2: i think we need that again i think that's a connection to the community connection to the crowd and i think it established a, a level of comfort uh with our politician uh the six feet of separation in uh you know the uh, everyone sitting on their own pod and uh, masking that Joe Biden has, I think, has a very distancing, dehumanizing uh, impact. That's not what you got from Donald Trump. Donald Trump was real, visceral. Uh, he was uh, Powell, uh, tangible. I guess, I guess is the way that you would say. Uh, he was something that you could ingest and uh, walk away and say, you know what? I'm going I may not like him, or I didn't like what he said, or the way he phrased this. I well, like most of what he said because he right. was engaging. And I think that's essentially the point you're trying to make is he was able to engage people uh, at their level. So five fifty, fifty five hundred more text uh, coming in. Let's see, 427 this afternoon, Eddie, in Albuquerque. The rainbow, Dowd, the rainbow out there, beautiful, beautiful. No place more beautiful. Look at that beautiful, beautiful. Next 10 days, I actually confirmed the 10 days. Uh, next Sunday, let's look at Sunday just because I went through, I do this every year. Everybody knows that they've been listening to me. I will do the forecast for that. Last year was very depressing down. Can you imagine <laughs> we didn't have the balloon fiesta last year? Is it just, I mean, it was really bad. Okay. So here we go. Let's get to the 10 day forecast. Now, I've given you breezes, no more than five miles an hour on any of the day. So the balloons will launch nine days uh, in a row. Let's go and look at next Sunday and see what that looks like. Um, and uh, we'll have a pretty good idea of where we are at. Okay, Sunday in the morning, 8, 7, okay, come on, come on, come on, Eileen. 51 degrees when we launch, 54% humidity, and the wind speed is going to be 6 miles an hour, 6 miles an hour next Sunday. So there we go. We have a perfect 10-day calendar, ladies and gentlemen, for you to enjoy the world's most photographed event, the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. So that is absolutely fantastic. So very excited about that. My, my sister's here. I'm so excited. My sister's here. We're going to be over at the uh, Republican Party of the State of New Mexico. <laughs> at 7 a.m. tomorrow. 7 a.m. It's going to be fun. Ask the Republican committee if they will host a big rally for all Republican candidates. Let's have a big Trump-style rally. Funny you should ask. Already uh, in the works. And I will be meeting with the RNC. uh, That will be next week. So very excited to finally make their acquaintance. Uh, Eddie, growing up in Air Force, home was where my parents grew up. Where my grandparents and great-grandparents moved in the 1920s and the 30s to make their home become small business owners. Albuquerque is the closest thing that I have to a hometown. I'm going to start crying. Family, history, food, mountains, Rio Grande, climate, unique cultures, and people. Oh, Van, I love you, Van. You're just, you're just, you're the best anyway uh, so basically the caller wants you to cut your you-know-what off. Weakness is not a virtue. All right. <laughs> Calm down. Gosh. These guys are like, don't change. Don't go changing. Pilgrim, never apologize. Me. Pilgrim. Where is the Duke? What is, I think they're running the Duke on uh, Channel 32. You know, I I uh, talked to the people over at um, the Christian uh Station, There's a, a young gal there. She uh, sits in for Annette, uh, who passed away a few years ago. She was really uh, big in the Christian the community. Uh, yep, remember, yep. I think his name is Blackie Gonzalez. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, his daughter, Annette, she passed away, I don't know, maybe like four or five years ago. And she was wonderful. She actually liked me. She was interested in uh, selling the radio station to me for a short time. And she was very big uh, with a lot of um, the, the Jewish community as well. And, sure, uh, man. her daughter was there and she was talking about how they might actually feature on over the air channels, real America's voice. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're going to have Steve Bannon over the air. Oh like, <laughs> my The <"This>, evil one. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. And I like my whole disposition or my whole, you know, perspective of her. Sorry. I don't know why I keep repeating that stupid word. But my whole perspective of her completely changed. She went from competitor yeah. to, Hey, can I get on one of your dot channels? That's, that's all. And So, and then of course I have a, a wonderful interview with Diane Kinderwater, who is she is a yeah, lovely lady. Mentioned that lady. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, she's a lovely lady. My gosh, it just total class, elegance, beautiful interview. She was uh one of the uh, people involved with uh Gary Johnson. So, um, anyway, really enjoyed her. uh Let's see, Eddie. Do not do the hair. Might tone it down a little bit as I say too much. The city needs a slam dunk, wake up calls to the real estate of affairs here. I'm here because I got a job in the early nineties. They got transferred to Texas. Took me six years, but I made it back. Green chili forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Good. Good beautiful. For you. Uh, let's see. Oh, Natalie is out there. She says we got Eddie for Albuquerque mayor signs out here on the corner of Coors and the Coors bypass that is stand together or and just say no to the mandatory COVID-19 vaccine. You know, they don't have to protest anywhere else because they don't have that stuff. Good job, Natalie. Thanks for doing that out there. Eddie, total lack of truth that they say someone who does with COVID between shot and day 14 is unvaccinated. It should be a breakthrough case. I agree. Eddie, I appreciate a strong, determined, truthful, opinionated voice. Trump-like. You are that. Uh, let's see. Hello, the Republican uh, National Hispanic Assembly has uh, done a promo for me. Wow. That's wow. Interesting. Yeah. Change your short this, not your report this. <laughs> That's Scott. He, those guys. <laughs> just, uh, I'm just gonna have nothing but Scott stuff. I need to like a ding that comes in a little, you know, a little clue into him. When someone demands to know, have you been vaccinated? The true answer is yes, if you have been vaccinated for polio, smallpox, or tuberculosis. So there you go. Where'd you say your um your nephew was?
3: Uh, he well, he, they live in Jersey, but he's starting to do his college tours. So his mother took him up recently up to Boston mm. to look wow. at Tufts and Boston yeah. College, which his mother and come my father.
2: I think to, he needs to come out west. He, he I hope go, he, I
9: want to get him he out really here. Does.
2: And not California, I mean out west to like uh, New Mexico, Utah, Arizona. I would even say Texas would be pretty Well, cool. he likes
3: to do, he wants to do aerospace and energy, and U- U- Texas, University of Colorado Texas. Boulder has a very good program in both those, so.
2: Oh, man. We'll see. You and your love for your, your nephew. <laughs> is absolutely amazing. All right, we're going to go out to the top of the hour with this. Uh, this, of course, is Dave Loggins, and this is exactly what they're asking of uh, good old uh, Dowd's nephew, please come to Boston. We'll do that right here on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with us on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com.
10: I'm staying here with some friends and they've got lots of room And You can sell your paintings on the sidewalk Buy a cafe where I hope to be working soon Please come to Boston She said no Would you come home to me? And she said Hey Ramblin' boy, don't you settle down Boston ain't your kind of town There ain't no gold and there ain't nobody I'm the number
1: one
10: fan of the man from Tennessee Please come to Denver with the fall. Stove stove. We'll move up into the mountains so far that we can't be found And throw our love you echoes down the
1: canyon and they lie awake
10: at night Till they come back around Please come to Denver She said no Boy, would you come home to me? And she said Hey, the boy, why don't you settle down?
1: Denver ain't your kind of town There ain't
10: no gold in there I'm the number one fan of the
1: man of Tennessee
10: Now this drifter's world goes round and round And I doubt that it's ever gonna stop but of all the dreams I've lost or found And all that I ain't got I still need to lead to Somebody I can sing to Please come
1: to L.A. to live forever California life alone is
10: just too hard to build I live in a house that looks out over the ocean And there's some stars that fell from the sky and Living up on the
1: hill Please
10: come to L.A. She just said no Boy won't you come home to me And she said hey the boy Why don't you settle down
1: L.A.
10: can't be your kind of town There ain't no go and there ain't nobody like me No, no, I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee I'm the number one fan of
1: the man from Tennessee
2: This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.
9: USA Radio News. I'm Brad Bernards. President Biden paid a rare visit to Capitol Hill on Friday, urging patience as he sought to unite long warring Democrats around a $1 trillion infrastructure proposal and salvage his broader economic agenda.
8: It doesn't matter
6: when,
4: it doesn't matter whether it's in six minutes. Six days or six weeks, we're going to get it done. Why is it so challenging to the party Mr. president? Why is it so challenging to the party?
1: Why is the party united? party serious? Why is the party united in Come
9: on, man. A federal judge sentenced a state January 6th rioter to probation on Friday. <laughs> The same judge also suggested that the Justice Department was being too hard on those who broke into the Capitol, compared with the handling of those arrested during anti-racism protests following George Floyd's murder. This is USA Radio News.
11: Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Lindsay? Helped her do her part.
9: Linzess or Linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea. Sometimes severe if it's severe stop taking Linzess s and call your doctor right away other side effects include gas stomach area pain and swelling there could be more to your story with C. talk to a doctor today say yes to Linzess. s learn more at lens or call 1-800-l-i-n-z-e-s-s sponsored by abby and ironwood pharmaceuticals justice brett kavanaugh has tested positive for covid19
0: supreme court justice brett kavanaugh has tested positive for covid19 the supreme court reported friday Mr. Kavanaugh, who has been fully vaccinated since January, was showing no symptoms when his positive test came back Thursday night. The 56-year-old wife and daughters are also fully vaccinated, and they tested negative on Thursday. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The National
9: Organization of Public School Boards is calling on the Biden administration to protect its members from angry mobs of parents who protest COVID-19 restrictions placed on students, and the teaching of critical race theory, characterizing the protest as domestic terrorism. Representing more than 90,000 school board members in the United States, they wrote in a September 29th letter to President Biden that the federal government must deal with the growing number of threats of violence and acts of intimidation occurring across the nation. This is USA Radio News. North Korea launches more missile tests. Wendy King has the story.
12: North Korea has launched a new anti-aircraft missile capable of hitting targets at a greater distance. This marks the fourth weapons test in the past two weeks. It was carried out by the North's Academy of Defense Science, which also confirmed the missile's performance. According to the state-run Korean Central News Agency, New developments include uh, twin rudder control technology uh, and a uh, double impulse flight an engine. Pak Jong-chan, Rino, a member of Manny's the ruling Workers' Party, was on to oversee the launch. Oh, North Korean leader years. Kim Jong-un but, apparently didn't it, attend. It, on Wednesday, it, during an address to Parliament, he condemned Washington's hostile policy. Officials in the Biden administration did, just, repeated that they're it. willing to meet the North Korean counterparts without any preconditions. The two sides haven't had any substantial negotiations since a February 2019 summit between former President Trump and Kim Jong-un. It ended without an agreement. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King.
9: Friday morning, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi told reporters that the House would vote on the bipartisan $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill in its Friday session. This vote comes as the gap between progressives and moderates continues to widen. Initially, the House was set to vote on the infrastructure bill on Monday. However, divisions within the party forced Pelosi to delay that vote. For USA Radio News, I'm Brad Bernards.
2: Albuquerque's macro aggression. The Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on the Institute FM, dot com. Glad to be here with you on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Glad to be with you, D Dowd Muska. Hour two, just for you. I guess we had a hot mic, so not sure what came through, but uh, there you go. Hopefully, we got the. Uh, it, I was talking to. <laughs> I was talking to a guy out there, uh, uh, D Dowd Muska. So uh, there we are. I didn't even realize that. that I I always forget to shut down the mic, and I guess I was singing on the air because I was singing to the song. So I guess I was singing, and then – so I've got all these – I wasn't even paying attention because I've got to catch up on the stuff for the day. So I'm relaxing on a Friday afternoon. So uh, the thing is, is if it's all scrambled and my voice was coming through, none of those words actually count. That's according to the FCC. Did you know that?
3: No. I heard heard an interesting uh, campaign-related thing about – Something yeah, my mom. Him. My
2: mom is saying I can hear you through the commercial. Sorry. Here we go, Answering it. Uh, call me. Forgot to turn off the mic. They could hear what you wanted to say for Keller and telling them to do it and do it. And they can hear the background the lady
3: talking. <laughs> that, that, that's what I heard. Uh, I, did hear, heard? I did hear. I did hear a little marketing.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh, something just...
3: about Keller being oh for four four years. <laughs> what was
2: yeah, oh for four. You heard that?
3: I heard it. <laughs>
2: uh, okay. Do it, do it, Eddie. Do it. Do it, do it. Oh, I guess I was saying, do you remember that on, uh, what's the name of that show? Uh, Predator. Um, No, no, it's not Predator.
3: I'm here.
1: Come here. Kill me. Do it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that. It's, uh, what is the name of the one where, uh, Tom, Tom Cruise is like the a-hole and, uh, the other guy is, what's the guy's Stiller, Stiller, Stiller. He like does blackface. It's awful. Um, Do you remember Robert Downey Jr.? Tropic Thunder. There you go. Remember, do it, do it. Remember, do it. He's and and Ben Stiller's saying, I don't know. It's funny. Uh, yes, Eddie, I could hear you through the commercial. Thank you very much. Uh, Van says, uh, "Hot mic." Hot, I didn't know the hot mic was on. Hot mic. It's live radio, folks. <laughs> there it is. Uh, by the way, if it's all scrambled to it, behind the news, LOL. Yes, you heard it behind the news, so it doesn't count. So. Now you can kind of hear the theater that. The theater, your voice is coming through, Ryan says. My God, I didn't even look at these. This is, how bad was it, Dowd? Dowd's nephew needs to check out Embry-Riddle in Arizona. Uh, Eddie, it's a good thing that you can talk to the lady this morning. Had to run on the (laughs)
1: mic.
6: Woo!
2: My gosh, I had no idea. Look at that. Look at those beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people out there. That are protesting. All right, I'm my brain's totally scrambled now. I can't even do the radio show anymore. <laughs> it's all over after I do. I don't even. I have to go back and actually think about what I said. You know how many times I go back and think about uh, what I say? Never. Did I say something? Were there any expletives? Uh, people do know that I cuss a lot, right?
3: Uh, there, there may have been one in there. Was <laughs> there one? Just one.
2: Just one. <laughs> just one during the just whole time. One. Just did I, one. Did anybody hear over the AM air? I just need to know. I just, you know, let me know. I don't think it went out. So if it went out in the recording, it did not go necessarily on there because I was hitting the dump button. Is I know that I dropped the, uh, I'm anyway, I'm a colorful guy. Let's just uh, put it that way. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. Let's see. Oh, Eddie, that was so starsky and hutch. Oh no, Eddie, it didn't know. Uh, my mom says no. My sister says no, I am on the AM and no, 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 you did not hear any of that. That was so starsky and hutch of you, Eddie. Do it, do it. Yes, I heard it was no big deal. Okay, there we go. So you're listening on TV. Ready at the bottom of the hour. That is Murder Mike. All right, uh, Dowd, you're gonna have to pick it. You're gonna have to save the show, dude. I guess gonna, so. gonna Jump in here, I guess, but and not um, for
3: the first time.
2: <laughs> when else have you saved the show? I'm, no, I'm, a, I'm a radio I'm, professional.
3: It's, it's Friday. I'm busting stones. I'm busting. Uh, stones. There we go. <laughs>
2: Turn You're in my of, club,
3: Eddie. You know that you know the club of people who we can insult each other and we're okay.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the one that you had yesterday that was good. Uh, Brian Egolf is getting things going. Michelle Luhan Gristram generated a huge email. Uh, she's stating that the GOP has never fought harder uh, back against her. Uh she deserves it, there's no doubt about that. But Brian Egolf holding a three hundred and fifty dollar a plate fundraiser. Swanky time. Uh Forty Shares had this. That's the Pino and Post, in case you don't know how I refer to Pino and Post anymore. Um this is uh kind of an interesting thing, but uh politics is in full swing, D dod Muska. Uh what have you learned?
3: Well, I mean three hundred and fifty dollars a plate, I mean that's a way to connect to uh just the average people in New Mexico, right? Isn't that how you do that?
2: I think most, so. Mo- you know, mo- you, you most get... of us
3: can drop three fifty, right?
2: I don't think and... I've ever spent three fifty on anything uh oh. for Anything that goes into my mouth, that that would be sure. But so that's happening uh, out there. I, are they are they panicking? Are the Democrats at this point panicking? What is sending them into a panic at this point? What do you think? Is it is it uh, you know we had Marilyn Beck of all people? Right? You might remember I talked a little bit about her. She just put out a massive email just now. She put a mass email out, and it said. Vote for our Republican candidates. I'm like, what is going on here? Is it snowing in the summer? Does she
3: know that Eddie Aragon's a Republican candidate? (laughs) What is
2: happening here? What is...
3: Uh, I didn't
2: hear any Fs or Fs given. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eddie, can they use their EBT for the 350 dinner? Give me a best friend, Ray Liotta. (laughs) There we go. Let's see. Hot Sauce uh, says, hmm, Kavanaugh had the vaccine. Tested positive. His family tested negative. Putting him on my former engineer hat. It sounds to me that the test is as accurate as what comes out of Keller's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um oh Eddie, that was funny. It was nothing bad. You just you said some things and you're very cold. We sh- we should do yacht rock for the rest of we should do the yacht rock for the rest of the afternoon. I love yacht Brandy, rock. Brandy,
3: you're a fine girl.
2: I don't consider that yacht rock though.
3: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I don't I consider Brandy does not make it. Right. Uh, unfortunately. Ready? Okay, we got that. Uh Eddie, yes, I heard, and it was no big deal. Okay, so we got that. All right, so let's, just for a moment, analyze the situation that's happening in the Republican, I mean, the Democrat Party. So the Republican Party is running all of a sudden, like, to my rescue and jumping on board. So now I got to go and I got to give hugs all around, right? I got to high fives, hugs for Republicans, you know, we got to put out a voter card, you know, we got to do what we can to go ahead and get people to, to go ahead and vote. We're going to give people a ballot. We're going to start voting in all of four days. Four days, folks, okay? So Saturday, Sunday. So we are literally starting our vote on Tuesday. Wow. Votes start on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Our billboards go out. I think they'll be out, like, I don't know. Uh, and I don't... strategic. Did you see that uh, Tim Keller made fun of Manny Gonzalez saying strategically? Oh, you yes. Think, yeah, I just... Yes. make. Come on! Don't be so m- mean to Manny. I know poor little guy. I mean, and Keller himself just, mispronounced just white supremacist. Like, yeah, he's just trying to say like some political speaker or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's he's so cute. Somebody was telling me about that. Is <laughs> he so Lay
3: off, Manny.
2: Oh, uh, I, I ran to his rescue, which was kind of uh, pretty awesome.
3: Let him go back to being sheriff. He he likes it there.
2: No, <laughs> so I think I think at this point we're seeing something that's happening. Republican Party is coalescing we're getting rid of we're getting ready we are 13 months away we're getting ready right now for 2022 and then the Democrats they're coalescing they're getting ready for 2022 everyone's running back to their parties they're building for their primaries i don't know when the primary is supposed to be but this is exciting this tells me that people want to be competitive that they want to go ahead and win that this is going to be a fight Till the death for 2022. And folks, we have the advantage. We have the advantage because we are jumping into the race last. We will hopefully, with all goodwill, and for you guys voting, uh, or excuse me, participating in tomorrow morning at RPM for breakfast, burritos, and having a lot of fun, uh, that you guys are going to go ahead and get out, and knock doors, and make things happen so we can go ahead and uh, hit the runoff. Uh, the a mayor election will go to a runoff. There's no way that Mayor Keller will get a 50%. My presence in this race will ensure that Mayor Keller will not get 50%. If it was just a one-on-one race, let me assure you of something. There is zero chance that Manny would have for actually being. So before you start talking about me splitting the vote or whatever, I just extended the election. The election gets extended all the way till December 7th. Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah, I think it's a, yeah, yeah. That's and the,
2: and right the, the problem with extending
3: the election, if you're Tim Keller, is the more people focus on who should be mayor, the worse you the worse you look.
2: <laughs> well, here's the funny thing, is he's coming out, he's talking about the election, but I think given the murder rate and given his record, uh, I think he's going to be less and less capable of actually bringing home uh, the, the, the prize for the Democrats. I think Tim Keller is your worst ambassador for the Democrat Party at this point. He's unlikable. He's got a terrible track record. If you look at his history here in the last four years of what he's been able to achieve, almost nothing. You can actually directly attribute, as I did in the debate, Cheryl uh, William Stapleton to him because he didn't do the, cri- uh, the, the direct audit of that. I mean, there's just so many negatives that if you get us, the Republicans, into a December election, right, and we're out there voting. I I don't see how I don't see how I lose to Tim Keller. Mm-hmm. I think I absolutely win. And Tim is welcome to go ahead and come directly under as as uh, Manny and talk about the election. I don't see Tim Keller. I don't see Tim Keller uh, prevailing in December. Well, I, I mean,
3: the, when there's an incumbent in the race, I know this is kind of conventional wisdom, but it but it, it it's, it's right more often than it's wrong. When it, when the incumbent is in the race and times are bad at the presidential level, that usually means bad foreign policy or or a bad economy but for a mayoral situation when the incumbent when you have a worse unemployment rate in your metro region than the state does as a whole and the state is in the bottom four and when you have when you're setting records for crime if it becomes a referendum on the incumbent i don't care if you're tim keller i don't care if you're ronald reagan i'm reading a book about jimmy carter right now when times are bad voters take it out on the incumbent and you're out of there
2: yeah and there's no way for keller's uh, polls to actually rise. He's flattened. In out. time
3: left? Yeah, no. there's no, there's
2: no way, and he can't consolidate the Democrat vote at this point. And Manny has, I think Manny's made a bad move. Manny made a bad move because he tried to go over to the right side, right? And that has been stopped cold. I just told you the Republicans are coalescing at this point because what they're focused on, love me or hate me, the Republicans. Sorry, and they'll be the first to to acknowledge this. They're interested in removing Michelle Lujan Grisham. Like, do we want to hate Eddie Aragon more, or do we want to go ahead and remove Michelle Lujan Grisham more? Like, what's the focus, and why Why is it good to start with Eddie at this point? So there's, they're selling themselves. I didn't have to do this. I mean, you got multiple – what's coming out? Um, you've got multiple Republicans at this point who are deciding to go back even against themselves because they understand – that this is an existential threat to their candidacy, uh, to their card-carrying Republican ways if they to support Manny, Manny Gonzales. So I think what you're having, and, and you're, you're going to see John Rockwell, he's not going to be featuring you know, Manny Gonzales at his events anymore. Uh, the Republicans who are stumping for John. And I didn't, I, I didn't have to lift not one finger down, not one finger. It's just, just its magic. Magic. It just all happened. They're like, oh, yeah. So they might secretly still vote for Manny and that would be fine because they they secretly hate me. But explicitly, they can no longer stump for Manny because they realize that they're staring down the barrel of 13 months and they have to get this done at this point. Well, I mean, you've always
3: yeah, you've always said Eddie for long before you got into this mayoral race. And I never I'm not I don't think about politics that much, but it finally kind of broke through to my skull. If the Republican Party is dead in Greater Albuquerque, where you've got we've got 560,000 people, you've got more than a quarter of the state, uh, the Republican Party's hopes to do anything in Santa Fe are pretty much kaput. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I think I mean I, as it stands right now, we don't know moving forward, but as it stands right now you can't really call the Republican Party in New Mexico a statewide party anymore. They they no. are irrelevant in Santa Fe. They are irrelevant in Albuquerque. Right. They are irrelevant, irrelevant in Las irrelevant,
2: irrelevant everywhere but the 2nd Congressional District. But here's what this candidacy and what I'm doing actually does for everything, is it creates the presence that you're in the race with an R, even though it's not on the ballot, and we're top of the ballot. And then we get to use that capital to relay into – you know, everything from CD1 to governor to whatever you want. So mm-hmm. it literally becomes a step down for all of the races, the house races. Um, you know, if we were able to get two out of three of these city council races and get uh, two out of four of the uh, school board races, and I come into a close second uh, on the initial uh, run and then I win uh, the eventual, because remember, we'll only be voting for one thing, one thing at the uh, come Come December, and that's going to be for mayor. That's the way right. it's going to go. There's going to be nothing else. Like It could not get any better, and it, it is tradition that Republicans just do well in December. Look at our record in December. What did I say? What did I see? Look at our record. You could look back at uh, Brook Basson. You could look back at uh, other Republican uh, winners uh, in the city and the state. When you do elections in December, who wins? Republicans win. Republicans win. And that was my whole contention or my whole suggestion, excuse me, to Manny Gonzalez. They said, Manny, you need to register as a Republican. You become a Republican. He's like, no, I won't do it. You know, da, 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 I don't even remember. Give him my phone number. I said, I could help you. Didn't take the help. And then you got me in the race. We need to take back the state. It's not so much that I'm running against Manny. It's like I'm running against Michelle Lujan Grisham. We have 17,000, 17,000 count them, impeach MLG petitions. Folks, our state sucks right now. And it has everything to do with the fact that we have our governor where she is. We need, I don't care if it's Zanetti or Sanchez or Dow or Badoni or anybody else that's running for governor. I don't care. I just don't want Michelle Lujan Grisham there. You understand? <laughs> like, I can't have that because I can't live. I don't know if I'll stay alive. Honestly, I mean, we might at this point drink ourselves to death and, or you know, drug ourselves to death because of what we're uh, dealing with. And I, I'm not actually saying that uh, tongue-in-cheek. We can't say that Michelle Wuhan Grisham has been healthy for our economy. We've seen suicides on the rise. We've seen alcohol abuse, drug abuse. We've seen economy dive down. We've seen people pick up and leave and all. Like, it's a bad situation. What are you going to do to fight back against the governor. This is my opening salvo, okay, against Michelle Lujan Grisham, and I welcome the attacks. I've got nothing to lose. I'm going after Brian Colon. I'm going after Hector Balderas. I'm going after, you know, the district attorney, Raul Torres. I'm going after uh, Lieutenant Governor Howie. I'm going after Governor Michelle Hongrisham, Grisham. And first and foremost, I'm going after Mayor Tim Keller. If we can do this and we can make it happen, imagine what our state might become. So all the filling is like, okay, New Mexico becomes a national story. How did it get to this? Is because we were a-hole enough to actually run for mayor of the city of Albuquerque and win and make it happen, okay, and get behind the traditions of our city. This is a city, believe it or not, if you look back at the Spanish historical traditions that we brought in, and I don't want to get into this whole indigenous argument or anything, if you look at that stuff after we invited back in on the second, on La Entrada, when we came back in... We were bringing wine. We're a bunch of drunk people, not just on wine, but we were drunk on Jesus Christ. Understand that, okay? Understand that this state has been around, the people in this state have been around longer than the history of this country. If we do that, we save this country. If we do that, we save the state of New Mexico, okay? Let's make it happen. I know that it can happen, okay? I'm going to leave it all out there. I can tell you we're going to be hanging on by a very thin thread in all of this. We're going to stock. We're going to show up. Next week, I've got a, a debate. The following week, I think we got two debates. I'm going to be hanging out with Chris Ramirez on Tuesday. I'm going to take him golfing. What do you think about that? I said, do you have golf attire? Uh, he sort of laughed at me. I said, yeah, let's go. Let's go. We've got to get people to understand who I am. And, but not so much me, but the fact that I'm a Republican and we've got other Republicans who also want to run. Okay? So I have a conservative radio station. Right. That advocates for Donald Trump and Republican values. And it's like this is also about the survivability doubt, as you know, I think of this philosophy in this marketplace. If we don't get out of here, I don't know what I'm doing with the radio station, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens after this. Like what what are we do- What's Dow doing writing every day? What am I doing talking every day? What are you doing uh, hoping that things are going to change and then voting Democrat? OK, so we have to do this together and I think we're going to get it done. Okay, but it's going to be a slow roll and we're going to do everything we can. And and after, I hope, if it works out, after Manny gets hit and hit and hit and uh I, you know, we we hit the runoff and of this whole entire thing, you know, we're going to go ahead and do whatever we can to make sure that we have all of Manny's supporters and those Democrats to go ahead and get behind the Republican Party. Let me say that. It sounds so beautiful. The Republican, and Manny can be the hero. Manny can bring all the blue dog Democrats over to the Republican Party. And then we're like, oh my God, we have 35% registration. And then Manny gets to be the hero and he registers all these people. And I work with Manny and we bring them all because we hate Keller and the progressives and we hate <laughs> what they've done to this culture, right? So this, if we can do this, just imagine what this might end up doing Keeping people here, keeping people happy, keeping people going. That's what we've got to do, okay? Uh, Folks, I am focused on this like the deepest passion in my heart, okay? I I am, and I hope that you are too. I hope that you're committed to this. And I can't wait to take Tim Keller down. Not for me, okay, but for you. My win has nothing to do with me. My win is a direct reflection of you and what you want to do coming out of COVID, coming out of the 2020 election, coming out of what's happened to all of us and saying, you know what, this is a good start. This is a good start. Let's take the next step. Who wants to run in the House? Who wants to run against their Democrat? Is it possible? Will Eddie Aragon come stump for us? Will Eddie Aragon come pitch and stand behind this candidate, this candidate, this candidate, this this candidate? That's what I'm going to do. After this whole election... I'm going to get behind so many House Republican candidates throughout the rest of the state. We're going to go stump, and we're going to get the Patriots on board. We're going to get everybody else. And every single person who turned their back on a Republican or supported a Democrat who's a registered Republican over a Republican, let me tell you, you will not be around. You will not exist. I will destroy you. I will absolutely destroy you. Just like if you did that right now, or even the last couple of months, you've been destroyed you realize your existential dilemma. And it's that if you don't support me, my candidacy, and if you don't just support the rest of the Republicans, you're over. You are absolutely over. You can't look away from the debates that we did. You can't look away from the uh, campaign that we've put together. You can't look away from the five C's and, the, can- and, and the, the crisis that our city is in. You are over. So if you don't state explicitly in a very, very quick-like fashion, like even Marilyn Beck and other people are now doing, you will be over, okay? Because this party does not run on itself. The Republican Party of the state of New Mexico doesn't exist unless you decide to go ahead and make it exist. And crossing over and offering an novel uh, branch to the Democrat Party is not a power move, ladies and gentlemen. You don't know anything, you don't know the first thing about power if you think that getting along with Democrats is the way to go here. You don't have to do that, okay? We are principled. We are law and order. We know what we're doing. Get motivated. Get out there. Get signs. Donate. Donate your time. uh, You know, show your love. Wear the red, white, and blue. Because this right here could be the genesis. Hopefully, like, not just here, but other states as well. Hopefully, Portland will turn it around. Hopefully, Seattle will turn it around. Hopefully, other places are going to turn it around. If we can create this map here, we can create this uh, roadmap for anywhere across the United States. Okay. So believe in what we're doing. I'm excited. I I really am. Okay. I'm absolutely excited about this whole entire thing. I see things coming together for me on a personal level. You know, for me, it's really just more personal, you know, seeing my sister here, seeing my, my parents, uh, you know, putting my, 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 uh, uh, cousin to rest and dealing with all that. Those are those are all things that are coming together. This is all happening at the right time because I want to see all my family, hopefully at least, think about coming back here to the state of New Mexico and realizing that, oh my God, I love this place. I don't. I never want to leave again. That's what I want. I want New Mexico to be the number one destination for people to move of uh, 2025 and beyond. Be like, oh my God, they changed Albuquerque. I love it. I can't wait to move there. I can't wait to invest there. I want property values to go up. I want. I want Albuquerque to become the new Scottsdale. I want Albuquerque to become you know, the new Arcadia. I want Albuquerque to become the new Las Vegas. I want Albuquerque to become the new Salt Lake City. I want Albuquerque to become the new Dallas, Texas. I want Albuquerque to be that. Okay. We can make it happen. Just believe in it. Okay. And I have boundless amounts of energy. I have so much stinking energy. I don't know what to do with it. I get up in the morning. I'm excited. I'm like, what am I at? What am I doing? Okay. We've got a city to save. Let's go do it. Okay. Rah, rah. I mean, that's what we got to do. Okay. So let's get on. Let's get motivated. Let's move forward. Sorry for the hot mic and all that. Uh, speaking of hot mic, we're going to have uh, you know hot mic uh, right after the break. What do you think about that for a motivational speech on a Friday afternoon? Uh, that's there? pretty good. That, pretty good that, for for that, a Friday yeah, before then, the
3: fiesta. <laughs> um,
2: little, you know, rockney. Rock well, rock I mean,
3: you, you sketched out a scenario, Eddie, that that's interesting. I mean, this moment I, I see uh, and and the Eddie Aragon campaign could be an expression of this, or maybe it's leading part of it, or maybe it's you know all, all in one, but you've got this confluence coming together of a horrible crime problem in Albuquerque, economic woes in the state, the lockdown, the damage that has been done by lockdown madness coming out of the governor's office, the damage that's been done to kids, parents being aware of the craziness of lockdowns. You've got, uh, you know, the recommendation that toddlers have masks. You've got recognition of critical race theory. Uh, It's interesting you mentioned culture, Eddie, you know, the destruction of the obelisk in Santa Fe, the pulling back of the cops on that site, the pulling back of the cops at the Anyate statue. Um, We have a grassroots organization, you know, grassroots efforts popping up all over the state. The Patriot movement is sort of getting together. What better time to Kind of bring those elements together and fuse it and make an amalgam of all that, and finally make a real run at the core of of, of big government and dependency and corruption here in the state that 's never been done before and I, I i apologize to my republican friends, but the example or the the quote I always use about the Republican Party in New Mexico is that Ned Flanders on the simpsons his his parents were we're beatniks, and the, the child was out of control, and they went to get help with the child. And, and he said, hey, Doc, we're, we're beatniks. We, we tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. Uh, that's basically been the Republican Party in New Mexico for as long as, back as I can look. Yeah. Um, and not you anymore. Can't, I, this is, this is a different said,
2: Republican Party. And, and Steve Pierce, believe it or not, he's the guy behind uh, – he's the, he's the Wizard of Oz. He's the man behind all of this who's making it happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't beat something with nothing. And they tried nothing for a long time. Respect New Mexico was nothing. Um, we've got these factors coming together and uh, and we've got some leaders popping up, some people in the media. Uh, we've got people in the legal field popping up and then hopefully more and better candidates uh, for the legislature. Maybe we've got the right mix coming together. But boy, we're up against a behemoth. So that so that means folks, you know, hard work, Put the volunteer time in, give money to the right causes, and uh, listen to the Rock of Talk, and maybe we'll there build something go. out of this.
2: That's all you got to do. We won't back down. Five thirty-one here in the Kiva. When we return, we've got uh, more D. Dowd Murder Mike uh, when we return uh, as well, right here on AM sixteen hundred KABQ
13: FM.
1: Bye. <laughs>
11: Nancy Giblin, owner of Sugar Hollow, a boutique residential assisted living community in the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood. Dedicated to exceptional care for your loved one, Sugar Hollow provides daily wellness activities that engage the mind, body, and spirit. Join us for Happy Hour Fridays, Sugar Hollow Style, featuring local musicians playing tunes your loved ones will recognize and enjoy. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270 0801. Boutique Style Assisted Living 270 0801.
2: Eleven seventy one eight five six eleven seventy one, or you can email him directly, Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com. That's Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com.
14: Call us today at 883-3683,
4: 883-3683. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally, and you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling me. 65700. That's 836-5700. Indigo mortgage because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS
11: 188-348. Make sugar hollow assisted living a home away from home experience for your loved one. In the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood, Sugar Hollow is beautiful and peaceful with one of Albuquerque's lowest resident to caregiver ratios. Home cooked meals, activities, medication assistance. Boutique-style care with a focus on dignity and quality of life. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801, Dignity and Trusted Care, Sugar Hollow, 270-0801. Salon Deluxe and Rio West have partnered together to offer
15: hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi
11: Lift, and Brazilian Blowout.
15: And this is Deb Slight from Rio West Slyke. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions.
9: You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio
0: Rancho, New Mexico. (laughs)
2: Exciting! In uh, less than 14 hours, we're going to see those beautiful balloons lead our sky. Uh, Wonderful song, one of my favorites, "Yellow Leadbetter" by Pearl Jam. And uh, glad to have you here in the Keyville on this uh, wonderful Friday afternoon. Having a lot of fun with uh, D Dad Muska and I, and we're going to bring in uh, Murder Mike on the
16: Murder Mike. Yeah, there he is. The man with the plan, making it clear. You know, know, I can't help it. I can't help but notice, Eddie. I was driving down my uh, parents' old street. You know, I grew up here, too, and I was yeah, driving where, down where, Gerard. Yeah, where is that street? A Gerard? Oh,
2: I they lived, right lived on, the on Gerard. Gerard, okay. In Marble. Oh, nice, okay. And-
16: yeah, middle, middle, I don't know what you would call it, just that was there where I grew up. But I, I noticed when I was driving down the street, there's mm-hmm. so many houses that I used to go to my friends and play have walls around them in the front. Yeah. And I started driving around to Albuquerque, noticing more and more houses. They have big, huge, high, eight foot walls around the, their front yard. And you start thinking about it, those walls aren't the yeah to do to keep the bad guys out, you know and and what are we what are we doing doing these kind of things for so
2: but I appreciate it man. Mike Mike, you've been on the scanners I know the scanners are back up and running, thank goodness we need to keep track of what's happening here in our city. you've been doing that uh as always uh mike Mike is uh listening late night three four five in the morning, keeping track of the uh late night hits that are happening because. Homicides are bad. We're on 96 on the year, uh, Murder Mike. I know we haven't been able to track them as of late. It's been a slow month as far as homicides, uh, and I'm, I'm happy about that. I just don't know how true that it happens to actually be. Um, but uh, I well, I
16: think a lot of it is uh, uh, because the blue test is here, at the, that last-minute effort to kind of get the rip-rap out of the public eye. So, okay. you know, they're doing that. But speaking of uh, homicides, we didn't have one last night, but we yeah, had another that... shooting in Westside Park at yeah. uh, 1258 this morning. An unidentified male was shot in the neck at Tower Park, and that's at 82nd and Tower Road. All right. you know, and when EMS arrived... They quickly determined that that it was a scoop-and-goat situation and transported the victim to a local hospital in serious condition. No other information has been released, but there have have been multiple shootings at this park, even in the last six months, and one thing, a homicide back in January. So this is... One of those parks that has a little bit of problem. Moving into statistics, we had six assaults. Five were simple assaults, one aggravated, and that was where a man was assaulted with a baseball bat when he came out of the Century Rio 21 movie theater down there at First and Central. We had eight domestic dis- disputes. Three were aggravated, and uh, where an armed dispute took place. We had one sexual assault six down and alcohols okay. two drug two drug overdoses three DWI arrests oh good six There murders. we go. yeah i mean yeah do we have a do here. we have a
2: blitz last night that's always i think that's really important during this time of year i think we need to have more uh DUI, uh, uh checkpoints don't you think
16: uh we do as as a rule we started having them out but this wasn't this was just a regular uh Thursday night uh uh officer pulling over a drunk driver we never you never give us D- you never
2: give us dwi stops. so i'm wondering are they just stepping it up here for i mean i doubt am i wrong in saying that i mean, yeah, it's a good point good point yeah we never have dwi stops so i'd like for you to keep uh, track of that i think that's important because the safety of our streets if you've seen people driving around i think that's good
16: that's true, and the state police is in there too, so they're they're very instrumental in, in getting the DWIs over and uh, getting them arrested and jailed. Uh, we had six burglaries: uh, one residential and or Christian, one residential burglary and one commercial burglary. Two calls of vandalism, where somebody was smashing the windows in a car. Four shots fired calls. And two suicide calls. So that's a a quick look at just a little, a few of the things that would happen in Albuquerque after the sun goes
2: down. There it is. All right. Keep tabs on everything. I hope and I believe that it will be a slow night uh, tonight and uh, for the next nine, ten days. There's no doubt about it. Yeah,
16: and what's the name of that bar that you're going to tonight for the or the tap room for yeah, your? Yeah, uh... uh,
2: Kilchuk. We're going to go over to Kilchuk. So Kilchuk at 7 p.m. We're going to have the uh, watch party for the debates, and I'll be playing that. It's going to be pretty exciting.
16: Oh great. If you could give an address out, there, that would be great. I would I i it, uh, Dowd, will have sure that.
2: Dowd will have that momentarily. He'll be firing in <laughs> Dowd me will out, have so. that
16: momentarily. yeah. I played hey, I played play, some right. I played some safe this weekend.
2: Oh, uh, no problem. Uh, I'll be I uh, played uh, cricket last night, I lost to some a couple of kids from Florida uh with the Air Force, uh Dowd. I, I
4: wow.
2: yeah, I played darts last night and we played cricket and went around the bend twenty to fifteen bullseye and this guy actually nailed it. He got the outside bullseye, but it's a bullseye nonetheless. And I was trailing him. He was, he was probably 20 years. I was 20, 20 years his senior. He's probably 26 and 46. And you know, it's nice. These guys, let me tell you something about these guys. They love their craft brew. Absolutely love their craft brew from New Mexico. We do you know that we have about the best IPAs around and Mike I've Campbell. Heard. Yeah. By Mike uh, Campbell over at Kilcheck. Uh, if you want to hang out with us tonight, we're gonna to, uh, play the debates, and I'll be there, and we'll have a good we'll have a good time. I'll play some darts with you. I'm only gonna be there probably for like an hour, hour and a half during the that time, but uh, love to see you over there. If you uh, and the
3: address, Eddie, is four eight one four Hardware Drive, Northeast. There it is. Uh, and I guess that's kind of uh, let's see, just go down Jefferson or go up Jefferson, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's right there, right next to the Hooters.
2: Thank you, Dowd. <laughs> Hooters! Hooters! Uh, actually, uh, you will, might, you will yeah. not
3: be able to meet uh, Albuquerque's next mayor at the Hooters tonight. You yes, will be I able will to meet the next mayor at Kilt my
2: <laughs> Although my best friend, his uh, wife, Mel, uh, she is great. Uh, Mel Gometti uh, lives out in Scottsdale in Phoenix. And, you know, my, uh, my, my best friend is a guy by the name of Kirk from uh, North Dakota. I, I talk to him pretty infrequently. I don't talk to him as much anymore. He's doing commercial real estate industrial, one of the best team in the entire country. And uh, his wife it was actually the marketing director for the Western region of all the Hooters.
3: Yep. That's probably a uh, pretty powerful job. <coughs> family restaurant.
2: <laughs> no, family, family establishment. Good wings. 50, Good 500, wings. 500, yep, yep. Great hot wings. Great hot wings. All right, um, let's see what we've got here. I've got a lot. Uh, Eddie, suicide. Don't kill yourself, cause you'll die, bro. Hey, <laughs> that's Scott again. Starts out with Hendrix, little wing inspired, then solo. He makes it cry, bro. The Pearl Jam's. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot more to read from him, but I won't read it. Eddie, really? Who cares about DWI arrest? I'm more concerned about actual DWI convictions, which there's always seems to be a very g- a big gap between the two. Why don't we just have automatic DUI laws? Like if you get caught DUI, you blow. I mean, you pay and um, just kind of leave it there, right? Why don't we just do that? Like uh, you've been convicted at the stop and you're toast. That's it. I mean, you know, just use it to bring in some money. Thanks, Eddie Duke. Ask Murder Mike how many homicides uh, we're at for the year. That would be 96. He's. Ooh, Duke has got a, uh, look at that. He's got a Dan Lewis and Eddie Aragon side, side Ooh, by side. All over. right.
6: Yeah. Good.
2: Right. Dan Lewis. Dan Lewis, uh, man, can you imagine how much better our city would have been if Dan Lewis had been our mayor? Ooh. Tim <sighs> Trump. We wouldn't
3: have Tim Trump. <laughs> we would
2: not have Tim Trump. And Dan Lewis is a good guy. I like Dan. I, mean, I do. Dan's a, Dan's a good guy. You know, we had a, we had a little text breakup, but we're good now. We hugged it out, right? What did, what did he say on, uh, Breaking Bag? Hug it out. B, right? Hug That's it out. That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, I love it. It's the Ballad of Eddie's. Oh, someone likes the, uh, the yellow lead better. Oh. oh, it's one of the best songs. Around. Eddie, you, say the, you started Keller is attacking Manny, but not you. Could that be his way of trying to marginalize you by taking his attitude that he thinks you are unimportant and not worth his time and effort? And the less he attacks you, the less exposure you will get to the voters. I don't think it has anything to do with it. Uh, he has pre-prepared statements and he's well rehearsed. I think uh, for for that. I think uh, the way that you characterized it, Dowd, was that there was a like you know <laughs> like MK Ultra. You give him a keyword and all of a sudden it just switches and they have automatic speech. He has automatic speech. The smarminess and disingenuousness of uh, Tim Keller will be his downfall. Just yep. so you know. Well, and
3: the other thing, Eddie, I've been meaning to ask, there does seem to be genuine enmity between those two men, and you, you've been on the stage with them, uh, next to them or, or between them, and I remember I sent you a text this week. I said, do these guys hate each other more than they love Albuquerque? Because
2: they do. it, yeah, it does
3: seem fair. to be genuine dislike between those two men.
2: Yeah, both of uh, both Tim Keller and uh, Manny Gonzalez uh, – you know, they were peas in a pod, uh, very comfortable with each other. When Tim got elected, and something happened uh, along the way, but like most divorces, you know, they were so hot for each other, you know, <laughs> loving each other, feeling each other, and then all of a sudden, I, I got to get them two to like get along. I'm like, what happened here? What's the <laughs> breakdown? <laughs> uh, let's see, Eddie KP. Oh, wow. We got lots of signs out there at the uh, corner of Coors and Coors. Hi, Eddie. Have you heard about the co-founders of the BLM promising not threatening George Floyd-like protests against the vaccine? NYC? I actually have, yes. And uh, remember, I am on the same. I'm as your first black mayor. I mean that in all sincerity, 4.6% black. Can any other mayor in the history of Albuquerque claim any level of percentage when it comes to african American?
3: Show us the DNA, folks. Show us the DNA. Show me. Show me a papers.
2: Um... I have a link to the article if you want to go, Eddie, and fight for the 505. I just love that. My nephew actually came up with fight for the 505, Noah. Really? Yeah, Yeah, I was sitting in the backyard with uh, my, um, well, he's the one who made me follow through with it. I already had fight for 505. We registered it, uh, I think, back in April, May. I did it with Natalie and um, one of our Liberty ladies. And after we registered it, and then I was talking with Noah, uh, who is my sister's son, and I asked him what was good, and he he really liked Fight for Five Hundred Five, having never heard it. He he's a he's an Aggie at Texas A and M, so oh. he really loved it. And I said, okay, well there it is, it's settled, it is settled. It's good enough for my nephew, it's good enough for me, Eddie. Uh, okay, well, do I have time to chat? Absolutely, Tuesday. Hey, Eddie, uh, can we just get a ton of mail-in ballots like the Democrats and get an extra hundred thousand votes? You could, but uh we don't want to cheat, and we don't need to cheat. How about that? Uh, Eddie, I visited the Albuquerque Sunport this morning. It's very welcoming for the Balloon Fiesta. It should be that they're welcoming all the time. It should be that welcoming all the time. The intercom states that Mayor Keller welcomes balloonists to Albuquerque. Your voice, Eddie, will be welcoming travelers all year long, year after year. Here, let me say something about that. I don't believe that Tim Keller's face should be on the front of welcoming people to the city of Albuquerque.
3: Or I any mean, politician. Or any politician.
2: I think we need to go ahead and go to different neighborhoods. Get people from the South Valley, North Valley, Northeast Tides, Southeast Tides. And, uh, the faces of Albuquerque and put them on front and center. Hey, welcome. Here's who I am. This is how long I've lived here and I'm glad to be here. Please, please consider staying. I think that's a, is that a better way to go, Doug? Oh, re-
3: real human beings? Yeah. Real human <laughs> beings.
2: Yeah. yeah. Why does the, uh, the Kenyan, uh, marathon team, uh, train here at altitude? I think, uh, that would be a good thing. And another reason to relocate to Albuquerque, New Mexico. We have the best damn name, too. Have you noticed, like, Albuquerque itself is like, oh, my God, you can't even, we're so cool, you can't even spell our city name. That's that's right, that's right. right? Yeah, spell my name. Uh, we're so cool, a cartoon character says it. There's it's fun to say, one.
3: but you can't spell it. Yeah, I should
2: have t- turned a left, t- left turn at Albuquerque. Paul, <laughs> you are in the Kiva, go ahead. Hey,
13: where can I uh, pick up my... Uh... Eddie Aragon for mayor
2: bumper stickers. Oh, that. you can get it at HQ. That is at uh, 5150 San Francisco Street. We'll be there tomorrow at 7 a.m. You can pick up uh, hat shirts, burritos, and a couple of beverages uh, tomorrow morning. So looking forward to that. But uh, that's where you can get it, sir. Come hang out with us at RP&M. We're building a better Republican Party as well. Fantastic.
13: I got
2: a real quick uh, little story to tell.
13: All right, um, so- a number of years uh for a number of years our uh, the park in our neighborhood was nice, clean. You could take your dog over for a walk kids could go over there and play and then suddenly, after uh mayor uh, tim Timmy Trump rode into town
2: <laughs> uh, within just a few months oh beautiful
13: the 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 park became infested with homeless people trash everywhere uh, uh needles everywhere and it's pretty much been like that every er, ever since right and uh, there's even they've even gone as far as to uh, set up tents and everything in fact last year just before the Bloom fiesta i guess they were rounding him up and herding him off over to our neighborhood because all of a sudden there was about 10 or 15 tents out in the park well I just got tired of it and I started driving a little ways away to another park, big, beautiful park, always clean, trees everywhere. The thing I noticed around that park is every other house has a, a Democrat sign. Now they're, they're flooded with, uh, a Tim Keller for mayor signs, every yeah. other house around that park. So, um, I don't know if I'm wrong in doing this, but I was thinking about, the making up a bunch of flyers with uh, pictures of the park and then going over and start handing them out to the uh, homeless people that have occupied our park and give them directions and, yep. uh, and make a note that uh, all the houses with those little green, uh, uh, turquoise signs that say no one is uh, illegal, right, blah, exactly. blah blah blah, yep, yep. and tell them you know when you get to that neighborhood, they're we we welcome you, and if you see a house with one of these signs, feel free to come up, and if someone's home, they'll give you some food or money, whatever you, whatever you need, and uh, because you know I, I'm getting tired of it over here, and I was thinking, well maybe if they have a bunch of homeless people hanging out in their park. And they have to look out their window in morning and see that, then maybe uh they might change their mind about how they vote right this November.
2: Yeah. I but think think we. I, because because no, I, no, I know I know I think we can get these people to cross over. They're they're also tired, they live in your community. uh you know, they pay taxes, they own their homes, they've lived here for a long time and they're not happier with Albuquerque in twenty twenty one than they were in in twenty seventeen. So I think we can convert a lot of these people. But it's going to have to uh, have to be during the second run, during the, um, what, what, what do you call it, after the runoff? Yeah, we're going to have it during the runoff is when we can convert a lot of these people. So it's a slow burn. Uh, I think that's the way to look at that. And uh, I think we can definitely convert a lot of these people. I don't think it's good for us to insult them or call them stupid. I think it's better for us to convince them and tell them that, uh, hey, we, we're welcoming you with open arms. You don't have to be a registered Democrat anymore. You don't have to be anybody who hates Trump anymore. You just need to be somebody who cares about the future of the city uh, going forward. What do you think about that?
13: Well, I I think that's a great idea. I I do have trouble with uh, insulting those people because I just simply got tired of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. year after year, uh, uh, Democrat controlled, and they keep voting the same way over and over again, expecting different results. And and, And the little secure neighborhoods that they live in they don't have to worry about that they're fine over there it's us folks that are over in areas where these people come in off of the main drag the uh you know, like manal and candle uh carlisle for instance you know right. they use that corner yep. and then they stroll on over to the park and lay around all day right and
2: yeah and that's a nice park that's right across the street from uh koat i know that area very well i used to hang out there they used to have a circle k back in the day and i they have a. Oh no, State. not that one. Not oh, that one? one.
13: This one's the fur- further south. It's uh, behind where the uh, the uh, uh, Pizza Hut used to be. The one
2: that's closed down. Oh yeah, yeah. Up up the road, across the street from Walmart, is what you're thinking. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog the dog yeah. wash is there and. Oh, by the way, the best double green chili cheeseburger is actually Whataburger, so you can go over there. I just hate having oh yeah, to, well, uh, I hate having to wait. They, they closed for that. that
13: dog wash down. It's a oh, Red wing store and a T-Mobile now.
2: Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. They, I thought that was a great idea. I love the dog wash. I think yeah, as, as much yeah. as we loved our our pets right out, I thought that yes, that's a pretty yes. good deal, right?
13: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I yeah.
13: I guess they just weren't getting enough, or they found uh better use for that property and that they tore it down Dang. and built a K-Mobile and a Red Wing store right
2: right there on that corner darn it right. I, I, love, to, I love my, i love i love my red wings by the way those are the best work, yeah, me those too. are the best work boots uh, around i used to buy uh, uh, red wings when i worked with my my dad he's a contractor and i would uh, punk steel which is basically hauling steel across the, the 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 job site and i would always buy those red wings cuz they have the steel toes on top and, uh, what, I spent spend like 85, 90 bucks, and boy, those really lasted. The Red Wings are great. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they've lasted
13: me for years, and that's a lot of hard use.
2: Yep. A lot but, of good uh,
13: and you know that uh, closed down uh, pizza? You know what I wish they would do with that? What's that? Is, uh, is uh, turn that into a police
2: substation, but in this uh, in like the that. police uh, yeah.
13: environment, this we hate the police environment, that won't happen. No, but you know when what's you, really uh, interesting when is, you get into office, maybe that could happen.
2: Yeah, no, I think we can uh, utilize. I'm not interested in converting old commercial real estate spaces, uh, restaurant spaces, <laughs> into stuff for the uh, public. I think we need to do that for ourselves, uh, which are very specific, very defined. We have to have something that works for the police. But I was going up and down uh, Gibson um, this morning, and as I was driving down, I was noticing the number of businesses that were shut down. The car wash is shut down. The uh, Stripes Burrito Company that was there across from Cervantes is shut down. There's so many places that are, you know, shut down. One of the things I'm going to do in my city manager cruiser, and I'm looking at this stuff, and I was talking to my sister. I don't know that she really understood what I was doing, but I was looking at the asphalt. I was looking at the businesses that were shut down. Can you imagine how much more traffic we're going to have when we reopen those businesses and help them get into those spaces and augment? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going yeah. to get those businesses back up and running, sir. And it's not a, it's not a hard uh, thing. Uh, yeah. Next couple of years with my cloud kitchen, which will be a, a transference uh, from those cloud kitchens to their actual space, we're going to get people eating, drinking, and uh, celebrating their restaurants uh, once again.
13: Well, with uh, another thing too that, uh, that soccer stadium they w- they want to build, yeah. you know, if they don't get the crime under control in this city, there's not going to be enough left yeah, people left soccer... to go attend soccer. No, the soccer the
2: soccer thing is not going to happen. So don't don't you even don't you even think twice about that. It's just it's just. Not... I
13: appreciate that because I'm tired of getting a lot of us are tired of getting these things shoved down our throats. Yep. You know, from the art project on Central to the Rail Runner and yep. whatever else the whatever
2: you know, other cutesy things they want to do. It's all cutesy. Uh, sir, your name? What was it again? Gene. Gene. I appreciate you calling in this afternoon. Yeah. Make sure you go I'm to looking make forward sure to seeing you seeing you
13: tomorrow.
2: Good, yeah. And also make sure you go to the balloon fiesta during these next ten days. Make sure you support that. Okay. Go buy a funnel cake, go buy a burrito. You know, support those businesses that are out there. They desperately need your money. We need to make this a resounding success so that way we can keep Albuquerque alive. It's really important. So
13: what is the address again for uh,
2: 51, I, yeah, I 5150 San Francisco Street?
13: 5150 San Francisco Street. Oh,
2: there you
13: go. Very easy. Well, I know where that's at. We used to have a electrical shop over there.
2: There it is. Very easy. Isn't right there in night? the uh, North Valley. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, Gene. Thank you. Have a good night. All See right. you tomorrow. Let's have some you breakfast too. burrito together. And uh, you can have a you hat and a T-shirt. How about that? Cool. All right, we'll do that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for we'll uh, tuning in. Back after a quick break.
1: So don't forget it. It's just a silly face I'm going through. And just because I called you up. Don't get me wrong. Don't think you got it. No, no I'd like to see you But then again That doesn't mean You mean that much to me So if I call for us, don't tell your friends about the two of us, I'm not in love, no, 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 <laughs> You <laughs>
2: This is The Rock of Talk on AM1600 KIVA Albuquerque.
15: 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams Real Estate Group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com.
2: No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Bridal you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890 Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up, and we're in the kitchen at Sunnyside Up. Take a big
1: avocado scramble. Two sides of turkey sausage, side of over meat eggs, and whole wheat toast.
7: If Sunnyside Up did that in six seconds, imagine what Sunnyside Up will do for you and your friends. Sunnyside Up,
9: Manala, Louisiana, next to the Sheraton.
15: Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. Revelconm.com. 505-550-4994. 505 Five five zero four nine nine four. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center, from oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road. JJ can do it.
9: Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right.
15: Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Hey,
1: Grandpa and Stella. We need to get back to work.
2: We are working, Ava.
1: Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work. You do it right like we do.
4: Exactly, Stella.
1: Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile.
4: Behind the mask.
1: And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, we We want want a race. race. I'll give you two arrays. Go and raise the flag and get back to work.
9: We are going to Monroe's in
7: Heights
11: and
9: downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's Superior Camper Shells and Tonneau Covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont Automotive Finish. Enjoy the safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Lining.
1: Happy birthday to you. Make a wish, Tommy. (laughs) I knew your father
10: wanted me to give you this.
2: at the 505 and more 411 here for your third hour I a.m. at you're on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, abq.fm, and rockoftalk.com. Mike and the Mechanics, I don't know. These guys are absolutely amazing. Uh, the Living Years is one of my favorite songs that they do, but every song is uh, meaningful. A little bit of a breakup there from Genesis to create uh, Mike and the Mechanics, as uh, you know, D.W. Musk, I, I know you... I've never asked you about this, but uh, you've got to love Mike and the mechanics, uh, right? Eddie,
3: as as I've often told people, I'm completely dead inside. When you listen to In the Living Years, if you don't have at least a half a tear come to one of your eyes, uh, I mean, it even affects me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is actually uh, pretty good. With lot lots to get to, a uh, big write-up uh, today at Chat. Please subscribe, folks. Um, it's a little pittance, if you will, just to go ahead and, uh, blow up your mind uh, each and every single day with D. Muska at the beginning of the day, you got the blast and then you get the three articles for the week. And then, uh, my little musings, if you will, about the campaign trail and more stuff that's coming in. So we want to make sure that you guys sign up today. It's free of charge. Uh, uh, or if you want to go ahead and subscribe and get all of the stuff, the hard work of a uh, D. Muska, another good one. And, uh, we promised we would deliver on, uh, the profile of the lady, uh, who has yet to be named. And uh, I think we need to do that right now, Dowd. Uh, who, who is this woman? He who, she, shoo, she who, she will not be named.
7: Uh, yeah.
3: Well, I guess if you want to go by Tessa Mentis' little pet name for her, uh, you could use Dr. C.
6: Uh, her name
3: is uh, Dr. Alex, uh, I believe it's pronounced Sienovich. That's how I've heard it pronounced on on television shows. She is in charge of the New Mexico Pediatric Society. So she's okay. sort of the public face of the kitty doctors in, in New Mexico. And boy, does okay. she make a lot of media appearances. Eddie, I first heard about her a number of weeks back when I was watching something on, I figured it was KOB or KOAT, and she was recommending the double masking of drooly toddlers. And I thought back to my because, time taking care. Because they're
2: good at that, dude. Oh I yeah, mean, I thought back. Really, I mean, not only they're good at having one mask on their face, but they're they're infinitely good at uh, having two masks. On toddlers
3: them. are always impeccably behaved. Yeah, it's always really easy to get true. them to do anything. Yeah. Um, I thought back to my my time. I'm not a parent, but I did. I was involved with the raising of one particular child, and and he was a drooly boy in his in his uh, in his early years there, and he was always you know chewing on his collar or you know. It was back east, so it was very cold a lot of the year, and he would always have jackets and zippers and things he was always chewing on. And I just thought, does this woman know anything about toddler care? What is the li- li- likeliness of this? So I-, I kind of got quotes from her uh, interviews she had given with various network affiliates, local network affiliates. I mean, she's somebody who was just all in, Eddie, completely all in on Fauciism, and wow. uh, it- it's really, it's really pretty vile. Um, th- there's a, there was a great essay done by a California. Uh, doctor uh, or PhD immunologist and vaccinologist and he just laid out in extremely stark terms the facts the the simple fact that SARS-CoV-2 the germ that causes COVID-19 the condition COVID-19 is just of no risk to children and and this doctor said it's very clear that simply being a child provides excellent protection against serious COVID disease Uh, out of the 600,000 deaths we've seen so far That's debatable. We'll leave it at that. Uh, A whopping 335 have been in people under the age of 17. Uh, More kids have died in the last three flu seasons of influenza than from COVID. And he really just lays bare this uh, in the final statement Uh, unless your child as as we know in new mexico that the four deaths that have happened here have been with kids with pre-existing conditions including a a young boy who was terribly terribly ill at 12 years old Uh, unless your child has a high-risk medical condition it is more dangerous to drive your kid to school to from and to and from school than it is for them to get any variant of covid Uh, so we looked at the the numbers on that we also looked at some stats Um, there's some great Epidemiologists and virologists online on Twitter who are out fighting the narrative, the, the, the crazy Fauci narrative. And I got three different pieces of research. We linked to that in the article about masking. Uh, there's a huge study. The best study done on masking so far was done in Georgia schools. Uh, They found no statistically significant uh, difference in transmission rates for children. There was a study done in Florida uh, that found uh, there was no correlation between uh, masking and transmission rates. And they did an an athletic study of kids, uh, athlete children in Wisconsin. Uh, They found, quote, lack of significant benefit of face mask use there. Uh, The fact that, that the head of the Pediatric Society in New Mexico doesn't seem to care or be aware of these of this research, and I am as a non professional uh, medical person is is pretty disturbing. But w- when when I looked at her Twitter account, Eddie, and it, it pains me to say this, but <laughs> what what we've I think what we've learned uh, from from COVID nineteen it's been a hard, it's a hard learned lesson. Uh, we have paid right. dearly for this lesson. But it's that the people at the upper echelons in science and enge- and and uh, Science and healthcare certainly in this country overwhelmingly lean left. They're just really yeah. left-wing people. They're active on the left. They embrace woke stuff, uh, you know, climate change hysteria. They're Trump yeah. derangement syndrome people. And let, and let's They're,
2: not forget, in spite of their intelligence and their educational attainment, they still think this way.
3: That's what's so frustrating. Um, she's not very active on Twitter, but she, she has tweeted out a bunch of things, I think, that really give away c- kind of what her right. attitude is. And, you because, know, people bash Twitter, but you can learn a lot about a person by, by looking at their Twitter feed. The first thing I noticed was last summer, she retweeted uh, the National Trade Association for Pediatric- Pediatricians, the American Academy of Pediatrics. Um, they were just virtue, you know, an orgy of virtue signaling. Yeah. Uh, we want to, um, we, we're declaring that our organization does not discriminate on the basis of race, ethnicity, religion, sex.
2: Don't yeah, want to choose
3: them of that. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Every organization believes in those principles, yeah, but but um, again,
2: it's virtue signaling, so it,
3: it, that's exactly simple. what it is and and really more disturbing is that our organization will continue to con- con- confront bigotry and racism through child health policy. I don't oh, know how you, oh my I, I don't know God, how really?
2: you <laughs> really? confront is that bigotry necessary? through child
3: health. Policy yeah. isn't child health policy taking care of sick kids <sighs> and making good recommendations to
2: and, parents. Uh, I, and uh, what could be better than a great father? As I answered earlier this week, uh, seventy-two percent. Have you ever seen that uh, movie? Seventy-two percent.
3: No, interesting.
2: Oh, I did okay. attack
3: a, a left-wing journalist for going after you, Eddie, uh, and I tweeted him uh, out. that t- oh, who is that? Uh, I think his name was. There's this new organization called NM Source. It's a left-wing website. With a bunch, they, they call themselves journalists and news, but it's not journalism and news. It's all overwhelmingly left. They went after you uh, for, okay. for citing that statistic, um, and I called them out and I sent a link to the CDC table showing fatherless no home. So, well, maybe he learned something about it all. But um, she also, this you know, woman who she's in, she's a very prominent position. If you if you went before a radio station, a television program, and you said, "I'm in charge of the pediatric society in your state." Ninety-seven percent of the people watching or listening are automatically going to believe you. They're going to think you're, you know, the, the most altruistic, wonderful human being yep. in the world. And like a lot of people in healthcare and science, she's abusing her position because of her ideology to get people to believe things that simply aren't true. Um, yep. Just quickly, the last couple of tweets. Sure. Uh, she had a conversation with Stacey Abrams, who's most the most beloved person.
2: And in, she's, a, in, she's of course of uh, the face of. Uh, 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 Georgia, and yes. she, was, uh, she was wanting to be the vice presidential candidate, if you might recall. Indeed, and
6: indeed. And she, she claims gave the, that
2: the- she gave the response to Donald Trump on his last, I think, State of the Union, which was uh, January, February. Uh, yeah, February, what, 6th? And remember, yeah, so, it had yeah. that stage. We had yeah. the uh, people stage right behind her. So I think the greatest State of the Union was Donald Trump's State of the Union. And then right behind, right after that, she had the, the people who were all like, you know, you know, put perfectly in that place. And then you you did the pan out of that and you saw that it was really nobody there. But that's Stacey Abrams.
3: Oh, she she's a demigod on the left. And, of course, she she's claims gross. that the election in Georgia in 2018 was stolen from her.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and she's made a lot of a lot of hay from that. Uh, the, the the good doctor, Dr. C, also did it, tweeted out how delighted she was to talk to Uh, this is not a name I knew because there's so many people in the house of representatives, uh, us representative Kim Schreier. She's also a doctor. Yeah. Uh, this is a, this is a elected federal politician with a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood, a Mm. 100% rating from the league of conservation voters and a zero, zero rating from citizens against government waste. Uh, and she's hanging out with a really interesting crew. I think that, that, Mm -hmm. that's uh, giving away what her, uh, what her ideology is and Eddie, these are people who, and I I wrote at the beginning of the piece, I mean, these are people who are not content to stick to their knitting and say, I'm I'm a pediatrician, I'm gonna focus on on pediatrics, I'm gonna do everything I can to help parents have healthy kids here in New Mexico. For her, it's the bigger agenda and it's true for so many other people in her position, they are leveraging their position, they're leveraging the public trust they have to push an ideology and I explain at length in this piece, why the statements she has made are wrong about COVID and kids
2: rock of talk. Chat, that's where you want to go to go ahead and uh, consume the latest, uh, uh, digest the latest, uh, uh musings of, uh, one D doubt Muska. And, uh, that's all you have to do. Uh, here's the trailer, by the way, Daud, which you will enjoy 72%. It's an official trailer back from 2014. All, also at, in 2014, uh, also the beginning of uh, black lives matter. This is about the question that I answered at the beginning of the week, talking about the number of households, number of households, right, that uh, are growing up in uh, black households that have single parent families. Take a listen
11: 72% of children being born in African American communities to single parents is a
8: frightening number.
7: Daniel Patrick Moynihan, in his report, said that 29% of
8: African American children being born into Ottawa lock households was a travesty. So if 29% is a travesty in 1965, what is 72% in 2013?
16: I wish i had had a father who was rap My
1: name is Lana Chapman. I'm a single mom. Uh, Rachel. Being a single mom is not easy at all. Do more. Single parenthood
4: as a notion was not really present pre colonization, and pre-slavery. African men took care of their
8: children. We haven't been to Africa in a long time. Most African Americans
7: don't know much about Africa. What
11: are women looking for when a mate? They're looking for all the wrong thing, and are accepting less and less because the norms are telling them they're entitled to less.
15: I think it's problematic when our young people see our celebrity father, multiple children
11: with multiple women.
8: The government is taking a burden of taking care of their children from the black men. The government is the daddy of the family.
4: The court acts for
10: 70% of your income. So, the father should have a minimum of 17% of the
8: child's time. Honestly, I really think it should be
4: 50% of the time.
8: If you have laws that encourage people on welfare to not have a man in the home, then guess what? People on welfare are not going to have a man in the home.
10: People who
2: blame the Are you listening to this, Dowd? Are you, are you hearing this? This is, uh, this is absolutely unbelievable. When you, when you hear this, you're like, yeah, it's like eye opening, right? like they're talking about the government policies. This is a documentary done back in 2014 called 72%. Let's listen to the rest.
1: Government.
11: To say whether government is trying to hold me down. Those are people who just talk a lot of crap. It's about getting up every day in that house, showing how to respect a mother, showing how to live, showing work ethic. All of those things you teach on a daily basis. And that can't be done piecemeal.
7: It's a pretty disturbing epidemic. It is
9: beyond catastrophic.
10: It's
11: a
7: crisis.
9: It's devastating. A 72%
12: number. 72%?
2: 72%. There it is. So back to my answer, uh, D.D.O.D. Muska, uh, on Monday night. Uh, I think <laughs> that's exactly, and she. If I'm not mistaken it was Miss uh whatever her name was uh Miss Bell uh, what was her name LaBelle. I forget uh and she stated Miguel. yeah Miguel they, like, where do you get that number from The, the census
3: bureau <laughs> the CDC and There's a whole
2: mo- there's a whole entire movie about it
3: Yeah, it's not in dispute, except if you're in, you know, woke, progressive world. You've never heard of these concepts. Uh, I'll just throw a couple of quick numbers. This is from the National Fatherhood Initiative, which is a bipartisan trans uh, uh, race and ethnic. There's no this isn't some right wing Christian outfit. It's called the National Fatherhood Initiative. Uh, Children without a father, four times greater risk of poverty, seven times more likely to become uh, pregnant as a teen more likely to have both behavior behavioral problems and suffer from uh child abuse and neglect and those go together twice as likely to have a risk of uh infant mortality for the uh, uh, single mother uh more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol more likely to go to prison twice as likely to grow up twice as likely to have child obesity and twice as likely to drop out of high school in a fatherless home on the left uh, the people who claim to, to care about the downtrodden, this is never discussed. Never discussed.
2: Uh, there's a good movie. I'm not sure if you, if you ever heard it, but uh, it's a documentary. It's called uh, Fatherless. I've, uh, have you heard about this? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have heard that one. Yeah. yeah, it's actually pretty good. You may not have heard about it, 72%, but uh, here's the uh, trailer for Fatherless. Uh, it's a, a documentary trailer. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to play this stuff. You know, we just played the seventy-two percent one, and then I think people definitely need to to look at the uh, the fatherless uh, uh, trailer uh, on this uh, as well. Actually, I'm gonna wait for a moment because we're gonna finish off with the living years. I just want everybody to acknowledge that beautiful sunset that's coming in right now at six thirty-two p.m. Look at the way that the sun is breaking through the clouds right now. You see that? Go go out and look. Doubt if you want to go ahead and. Run out and look. Yeah, I'm,
3: a, I'm out of here. Give me give me 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah,
2: give him 30 seconds. And uh, I want you to look at the way that the sun, and if you if you can see me on rockoftalk.tv, this is why we live here in the city of Albuquerque. It's absolutely gorgeous, beautiful. Go look at that sunset. Go look at that. Okay? That's why we want people to live here. We have one of the most beautiful sunsets uh, anywhere in the world. And Dow's going to come back. He's going to like, oh, my God, that's amazing. It is. It's beautiful. It's uh, right out there. So. 550, 50, 50, 50 500. That's 550, 50, 500. um, Let's see. Somebody absolutely loved that uh, song. Anyway, teenage sons at a stoplight on golf course, and the dude in front of him in the Cadillac, representative number 60, doesn't go on a green, so he gently taps the horn. Mr. Hernandez, a representative, flips him off. Wow. House District 60 flipping him off at a stoplight? Last time I saw Josh, he was at the Captain of the Yeah ship at the Rio Rancho Golf Club, and you know what happened there. Anyway, good luck with everything. That is from Matt. Wow. If your kid has a mental lemon, no problem. Put a mask, bro. Don't worry. It makes it worse. <laughs> uh, let's see. R P M has uh, put out another video for Eddie Aragon for Mayor. A vote for Eddie is a it is a vote for better Albuquerque. A vote for better Albuquerque. All right, what'd you see out there, Dowd?
3: Well, you know, it's it's uh, one more reason to come to New Mexico. I mean, we have those sunsets that are uh unlike any other place in the country and and it's uh, I try to I try to get out and walk every evening, although it is that time of year when that sun is dipping low very quickly. So, uh <laughs> it's uh, we can't avoid it. We can't avoid it.
2: Yeah, it is uh, actually pretty good. I have the uh, fatherless promo 5505500 if you guys want to go ahead and uh check in uh, here this afternoon. It's going to be fun tomorrow. I'm I'm certainly looking forward to it. Anything else, Dowd? before I take a couple of uh, quick calls? We've got uh, a good event on on Sunday. I want to get to that uh, um, with uh, Keith Cox. Uh, He is, of course, with the Escape Room. Uh, Keith, uh, thanks for uh, joining us here in the Kiva. Thanks for checking in. And uh, we've got a little promo here for uh, Eddie Aragon for Mayor over at your Escape Room. How are you? Hello, Paul, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead.
0: Uh, hey, it's Matt. I was just uh, out at Coors at the anti-vax rally. Oh,
2: yeah. How was that? Sorry about that. I went to the wrong Very, car very, go very good. Yeah.
0: Lots, of your, lots of your signs are there. Oh, and good. Uh, apparently, there's another anti-vax rally of sorts outside of East of Coronado tomorrow from 11 to 3. If anybody else wants to join in, it's a lot of fun. You come this late, though, you got to wear something warm. Definitely got cool.
2: Okay, so where but, is that uh, Where's where that one at at uh, 11 o'clock tomorrow?
0: Uh, just east of Coronado, um, somewhere uh, on Louisiana,
2: I'm assuming. Okay, so that's going to be it from 11 to 3. I'll probably uh, check in out there uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, lots of support out here. You get the occasional finger and uh, angry people with their little masks, throwing their mask fits, but there's so many people supporting this, and... The silent majority is absolutely supporting no masking and no mandates. Yeah. We are the the unrepresented.
2: Yeah, very good. Good, good, good. Thank you for showing up. Uh, how many people were out there this afternoon?
0: I'd say upwards of 70 maybe. Wow, that's pretty wow. good.
2: Yeah, for a Friday afternoon, I was uh, thinking that there would only be a handful, but that's really good stuff. All right, 11, uh, 11 a.m. tomorrow. We're going to do it tomorrow, 7 a.m. at the Republican Party uh, headquarters. Come get some burritos, have some fun. You know, we'll hope to get uh, anywhere, 25 to 50 people out there, so we can go ahead and uh, pound the pavement, uh, get the the uh, the palm cards, and uh, get going. So looking forward to that. Thanks for the uh, phone call, Matt. 550-5500. Caller, you are in the keep go ahead.
16: Hello? Hi, Eddie. This
14: is Keith Cox from Escaping Time. Hey, how are you,
2: Keith? Keith uh, uh, is here, actually going to put uh, an event together for us on Sunday, an ice cream social. I love the way that sounds, by the way. Keith.
14: <laughs> yeah, Well, looking forward to you coming and letting everybody know what you're all about. I've been putting out the word uh, about that. crime and corruption yeah. and COVID. and Looking forward to hosting you. We've got... Delicious bluebell ice cream. We'll have Mm. all the toppings out. People can just uh, select their flavor and load up their toppings however they want to do it. It's all free. And uh, two to four Sunday afternoon, October.
2: Sunday afternoon. Let's have some ice cream and a little Eddie Aragon for mayor stuff. Uh, Yeah. Right, right before the balloon glow. The balloon glow looking good uh, that evening. So have a little ice cream uh, before. Tell us about the escape room and uh, how Michelle Lujan Grisham's uh, policy. Uh, about essential versus non-essential has impacted you during uh, 2020 and
14: 2021. Uh, well, I would say that um, her policies of fear affected us more than anything else. Um, we um, we were only closed a short period of time from March to May, and then we were pretty much open the rest of the time. But um, okay. customer flow was pretty much cycled. Up and down based on what kind of new fear she put out there and so we'd start doing good for a while and then she'd make some new mandate and then nobody would show up for two weeks and then they'd start coming back and then she'd do something else and so yeah it was it was pretty miserable but we survived
2: all right good we're gonna go ahead and and throw as much money as we can to uh keith cox and his escape room i've never done the escape room i i always say every time i hear about it that i would actually be good at it tell us a little bit about it how does it work
14: well what we've created basically are rooms where your team would go in and we've created like a little mini movie set with a scenario that you have to solve the goal isn't always to just escape the room by the door you came in it might be to solve a mystery or find a treasure or find a secret Ooh, document a, li-
2: a little scavenger <clears throat> hunt maybe yeah
14: kind of you know and and the idea is you just go in and um it Your team should really just divide up with a bit of a sense of urgency with a little bit of caution not to break stuff because it is kind of a fake set. Um, If you were really captive, I'm pretty sure – what I've seen watching people in escape rooms is that yeah. everybody should be able to escape a real capture because they tend to just break everything, um, but in our <laughs> rooms we'd like you not to break them yeah. but if you just explore everything, find all the you'll find things that are locked with combinations or keys, and then you got to go about figuring out the clues to what are the combinations, where are the keys and um, it's usually a really a lot of fun.
2: We're going to do lot that Sunday at 2 p.m. I have a lot of energy. I'm looking forward to that. Go watch the debates tonight. We're going to be at uh, Killcheck. It's the last time I saw Keith, so hopefully we'll see him. And uh, anybody else who wants to go hang out and watch the debates, uh, that, w- uh, of course, was uh, Tuesday night. Have you watched the debates, Keith?
14: I have heard a little bit on the um, audio. I have not. Seen the video of any of it? Okay,
2: we're gonna watch it tonight. So if you want, oh to nice! It, what time is that? Yeah, at seven p.m. In about uh, twenty minutes, I'll be over at Killcheck.
14: Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I got some customers right now, so <laughs> I won't be over there But
2: that's okay. We'll we'll be there until about uh, nine nine thirty. So awesome. no problem playing a little bit of darts and having a good time. So see you Sunday <laughs> two p.m. The escape room. Uh, bring your checkbooks, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, donate to the Eddie Aragon for air campaign. Pete, thanks oh, for- and I-
14: Sure. I would say one last thing. We're Here. a little hard to find. The You can find us on maps, but it just leads you to the Ace Hardware, basically, on the corner of San Mateo and Lomas. Yep. But there's a downstairs parking lot by quarter Celtic, which a lot of people probably oh, know about. Oh, yeah. We do. Um, yeah. So we're right in that same parking lot across from
2: quarter Celtic. Well, DDOT Moscow is full Celtic, so you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and to that. Uh, Keith, if you see his beard... He's got a beautiful gray beard. Uh, he might be at least half Celtic. Celtic, maybe three quarters Celtic.
14: Yeah, I'm probably at least a half, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm grooming it for Christmas where oh, I, I get to play the Santa's role of Santa so, There we yeah. go. Santa! Well,
2: who doesn't like Elf? All right, good stuff, uh, Keith. I'll see you Sunday, 2 p.m. We'll get everybody awesome. over there. We'll get about 50 people on board. Okay. Sweet. We'll see you then, Mike. Yeah, he is a he's a sweet man. He's Keith Cox owner of the escape room uh, well
3: i think it's called escape in time eddie uh, uh just on the website uh it it, it looks really cool uh right. they've got uh scenarios train wreck uh two trains are traveling toward each other at 60 miles an hour the trains are 120 miles apart send the inspectors Ooh. captain morgan amazon falls Arr. uh they got the christmas cookie caper i think that's Ooh. uh coming up for the christmas and they've got a bunch of ones that are just for kids so this sounds like pretty pretty neat place.
2: Fun, fun, fun. We'll do that all on Sunday, and uh, maybe even Dowd will be looking for it uh, if he (laughs) wants to kind of say hi and uh, get an ice cream cone. uh, Uh,
3: Blue Bell, I'll go anywhere for Blue Bell ice cream.
2: Oh, man. then they had it rough, what, 2019? They were getting... Uh, I, right. I have
3: actually been to the Blue Bell ice cream
2: facility in,
3: Texas? in, in Brenham, Texas,
2: really? uh, a couple
3: of years ago when my sister yeah. and brother-in-law, back before Rona, they used to come see me twice a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to uh, we went to Texas, and uh, on the on the drive back, we stopped in Brenham, and, and it's it's the happiest place on <laughs> earth, the, the Blue Bell <laughs> facility in Brenham, Texas.
2: <laughs> Who doesn't love ice cream? Five fifty, fifty, five hundred. 5500 last call for a Friday afternoon. Right here in the a Caller, you are on live. Go ahead.
15: Hi, I was trying to find that Celtic bar that you're going to be at. Is it a bar you're going to be at tonight? I, can't, uh, I, I would
2: not it. call it a bar. Call it brewery. It's 4814 Hardware. 4814 Hardware. If you want to go. There. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're going to watch the, the heard, debate. The great debate. There we go. Yeah, that's right On. Thank you. Bye. Okay. There we go. Hardware. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Gara. So. <laughs> All right. A little tribute to our fathers in uh, all this week and uh, Mike and the mechanics. There he is. The living years. Yep. If it doesn't bring a tear to your eye, you ain't human. One of the best songs uh, maybe ever made. And thanks everybody for tuning in here on this beautiful Friday afternoon, the wonderful sunset, the uh, blessings of the place that you live and you love. And I just want to tell you, thank you for tuning in. And if you want to go ahead and support me for mayor, Fight for 505.com. See you tomorrow, bright and early, 10 a.m. for our Saturday extravaganza. Every generation
1: blames the one before, and all of their frustrations come beating on your door.
4: I know that I'm a
1: prisoner to all my father' household. I know that I'm a hostage to all his hopes and fears I that just I wish I could have told him in the living No Oh, crumpled bits of paper Filled with imperfect thoughts Still, to conversations I'm afraid that's all we've got You say you just don't see it You say it's perfect sense You just can't get agreement In this perfect tense We all talk a different language Talking in defense Since Oh, Say
4: oh, as well as you need.
1: It's too late, it's too late when we die. Oh, when we die.
4: We don't see eye to eye.
1: So we open up the quarrel between the present and the past. We only sacrifice the future. It's the bitterness that lasts. So don't feel through the fortunes you sometimes see as fate. It may have a new perspective on a different day. And if you don't give up and don't give in, you may just be okay. Say it, say it, say it I wasn't there that morning when my father passed away. I didn't get to tell him all the things I had to say. Think I caught his spirit Later that same year I'm sure I heard his echo In my baby's newborn tears I just wish I could have told him In the living years So say it, say it, stay alive. to wow.
2: This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.